Blog Talk Radio. Use the 
we scroll off, then he's so lost. Avoid him at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular schedule program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Peace, peace, peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is Noble Edge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill. All right, welcome, family, welcome. We got a little uh, start later than normal. You know what I'm saying? This 9.30 start was due to a small technical difficulty. I was not live on the scene covering the Chris Donna ordeal, all right? So, all the cell family, but we are here. We are in the building. My co-host should be calling in any second now, and we will be able to get tonight's episode underway right away. Okay. All right. So, welcome to the family. Again, apologize for the confusion for those that have been calling in and hearing the elevator music, wondering what's going on. Alright, we are here, we are in the building Tonight's guest is on the way We will run through some very quick announcements And we will get the show underway, family Alright So, any second now, I'm a co-host to show up And we get right into it With no further ado, call it from the 347 Hey, Peace, peace, peace to the God, peace to the God, peace to the show, peace to the family, peace to know the ledge. You are now rocking with the best. This is your co-host, the Red Pillar, live and direct. Happy Fat Tuesdays, yeah. <laughs> I had to assure the family that, you know, I wasn't in Bear Mountains, you know, covering the Chris Dorner ordeal, and I'm not on Bourbon <laughs> Street getting wet, you know what I'm saying, at Mardi Gras. Right. And I'm not in D.C. in the audience either, you know what I'm saying, Heron. At the State of the Union. Obama State of the Union. I guess you gave them that Obama minute. They like to get Yeah, yeah, some people, you know, they had tough decisions to make, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I mean? Had to weigh it out. The TV went off, yeah, the TV went off with them burning one black man. And then they had to watch them, uh, you know what I'm saying, putting another one uncomfortably in hot water around people that actually want to blow his brains out, smiling in his face and shaking his hand, you know. But they're used to that. They're used to that. Exactly. Oh, wait, what happened with the donor dude? Oh, damn, where you been, B? I've been, I was I was in transit. I was traveling. I'm in uh, I'm out of town right now. Okay. They hit him with a drone? Nah, nah, nah. Amazingly, they did not hit him with a drone, but his cabin is 
they, they cornered him supposedly into a cabin in Bear Mountain. Uh-huh. Uh, he had a shootout. Initially, he had a shootout. They stopped him on the highway, and he had a uh, at a roadblock. He had a shootout with Park and Wildlife officers. He killed another officer, bringing his body count to four. Okay. Okay. Another officer in the hospital who they're saying should quote unquote live, um, and they cornered him in a cabin out there in Bear Mountain. And, you know, CNN wasn't, they were showing aerial footage of what was going on, and you just seen all these puffs of smoke coming up, which brings us to another interesting correlation, you know, as we explained with the um, with the uh, Super Bowl breakdown about this being signaling of a realm of polarities, a duality at this particular time. You've seen all the yeah. black smoke going up with him. You know, now they're preparing y'all to see all the white smoke going up. You know what I'm saying? At the end of March, you know, early April, when they elect a quote-unquote new pope. So this whole black and white thing, you know, you've seen the themes just concurrently. they just running wild with it. You feel me? And mm-hmm. I give a shout-out. Definitely want to give a shout-out to Sister Myra and Coach Kaya. Sister Myra is back with a vengeance. Big Mama's in the building. You know what I'm saying? Big Mama. Hopefully should have known. She got her finger on the pulse of this thing. You know what I'm saying? She did yeah. a uh, Super Bowl show this weekend. Blue yeah, Mary, I heard about that. You know what I'm saying? With the information that she was able to amass and, um, you know, dissect and disseminate. And it fits beautifully into her design. Uh, it, yeah, everybody, I just recommend that you go and check that out. When you get a chance, I'm going to drop a link in the chat room if the family may not be mindful of what took place this weekend on Block Talk Radio. Yo, I got word, you know what I mean, I got word back from some reliable sources that Pope Ratzinger, you know what I'm saying, heard that the reptile was on his tail with that Morris thing, you know what I mean? Because when I was in Tennessee, I damn sure was laying in. You know I mean, I, I was I was testing Roman Catholics' faith, you know, and I didn't even go all the way in on the on the Pope's involvement, you know what I'm saying, and um, all things nefarious when it comes to our people. But to wake up and see that, you know, my dude stepped down, was like, he can't do it anymore. I'm like, Negro, that's like Supreme Court. That's like one of the Supreme Court justices saying, I want to retire because I'm getting old. You got hired until you yeah, die. Niggas, like, be, what the fuck? You're supposed to die be like, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be senile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Old yeah, yeah, crippled. supposed to be propping you up. You know what I'm saying? Pope John Paul, he he, he wrote it to the wheels, literally fell off. Until like, they literally fell off. Like, homie, you came it, in when you were old. You know what this is. You know, you came in at 75, like, that's a tenure. Like, what are you talking about? I, I'm, I'm totally I'm totally not feeling you right now. Like, I'm confused. I'm you just can screw the rules. Like, you're supposed to die in the seat, bro. You know what I'm saying? Some niggas is going to say that they did that, you know, when the lights went out. They had their ritual. They smoked some panic packs or something. I don't know what they're going to say, but, you know. I done already heard There's a lot of imaginations in the community. Niggas going to say that they were meditating with a yoni egg in their orifice, and they made that happen. 
I don't know what they're gonna claim, but you know uh, somebody I, took the, yeah, somebody took the imagine, fellas. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, you know what I'm saying? And we 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 shouldn't make folly of nobody's prediction or the way that they see things, you know what I'm saying, because it's very key to allow, you know, those with vision to interpret what it is they see, how they see fit, as long as it doesn't tread upon what it is that you see. Exactly. So I say all that to say this. Go ahead. I say all that to say that if you follow the theme of what we saw in the Super Bowl, okay, if you follow that particular theme, if we're talking about these teams represented, um, you know, particular archetypes of energies, you know what I'm saying, or motifs for celestial stories, okay, you have Baltimore, you know, you got the Moors, like I said in my explanation about the Moors versus the church, you know, and the saints at that, and you understand that he made that announcement with all of the cardinals present, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, him being Benedict and Benedict Moore and everything, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then and, and 85 hitting on that 13, hitting on that 4, you know, you, you, you just see a lot of interesting connections. Like I said, people are going to spin it every which way. I don't know, I already read 100 conspiracy theories. <laughs> I mean, already. I'm staring clear be, of it. This, this is gonna be the uh, <laughs> this tied in with Donna. Yeah, this is gonna be. Oh nah. the, 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 this is gonna be it right home. here. Niggas are gonna they're gonna ride y'all all the way into the summer with this one. But I just basically took it for the mm-hmm. fact that you know I was like, wasn't this what the ancestors talked about with this whole 2012 we talked about earlier? And a year about the apocalypse, meaning the lifting of the veil or the revealing of that which is hidden. And Absolutely. The falling of institutions, namely, most importantly, the main target, because we're talking about the Mayans family, we're talking about those, um, you know, Taino Indians who basically got their culture stolen from them and usurped and destroyed and pillaged and plundered. They were predicting mainly about the fall of the Roman, the Holy Roman, the Roman Catholic Church, uh, vicariously through the uh, bishops and popes and cardinals in Rome, and the powers that be out of Spain. Okay, that's what they were talking about—the end of that world, the end of that illusion, and whatnot. So when you see a pope from those same, you know, one of the most powerful uh, people on this planet. You know what I mean? When he actually breaks a tradition and shatter and, and shatters the faith of billions worldwide, um, and this was what was prophesized. You know what I mean? Written in stone by individuals who are no longer here, who may have been decapitated and beheaded and tortured for their beliefs. It's poetic justice. You know what I'm saying? It, it's definitely speaking to something that um, you know people you. They they just can't come up with. So for all of the modern-day conspiracy theorists who want to, you know, egotistically start claiming, you know, that victory for something that they may have did, a post that they may have put on Facebook, that shit reached the Vatican, son, I swear, or a lecture that they did, like, you know, <laughs> it's just speaking to the signs of the time. This post-2012 world that we're living in, all things are being revealed. You know what I mean? The whole Chris 
uh, what's his name, Chris Donner? Yes. That's a revelation right Donner. there. Yeah, that's a revelation Donner. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the lifting of the veil. Donna equals 444 family, okay? Donna equals 444. He was born on June 4th. Like I said, if 44 represents a mirror, okay? And like Sister Myra was saying, you know, Big Mama don't get her quarter until March 21st, and we understand that in indigenous calendars, okay, he counted those particular months as the very first month, okay? If you start counting your months in accordance with how they should be counted, all right, according to the, uh, you know, the celestial signs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we know that March would be the first month, April would be the second, May would be the third, June would be the fourth. Okay. Yeah. So, as I have said many times before, okay, especially when Barack Obama spoke last year about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and he told them to go back to the demarcation lines that were drawn up on June 4th, 1967, I believe, and it was 44 years to the date that he was talking about, I said he was talking about, his 4-4 energy was talking about June 4th, which is 4-4, 44 years ago. And they tried to flip, you know what I'm saying, and pretty much threatened to peel his wig for talking about putting them back. But he was still speaking in code on that 4-4. So if 4-4 is a mirror dealing with a reality and an illusionary world, okay, i.e. the matrix that we live in, and the whole church thing is talking about the Gregorian calendar, and him stepping down hasn't been done since Gregory stepped down. And you speak of Gregory many times, okay? The permanent stain mm-hmm. that the church has left on the, on, on the civilization is the calendar. It's false time. this false reality and construct that we all live under and we energize every day by saying today's Tuesday, yesterday was Monday, and it's, it's February, whatever. You feel me? So that's how we reinforce and empower the church, whether we're quote-unquote card-carrying Christians or not we partake and participate in the illusion of time. Mm-hmm. So in their magic. If, yeah, in their magic. We reinforce that magic. So if we're talking about, you know, there being a false reality and we're talking about honoring our mothers and our fathers and, you know, pretty much setting our calendar according to nature, then we know the only time something could be new or renewed is in the spring when it's brought afresh and anew, you know what I'm saying, when the leaves are budding or what have you, then you would know that June is actually the fourth month. Even in the Hebrew calendar, and you're all Jews if you pay rent, right? Rashida spoke about that plenty of times. And, you know, you know, June 4th, he's a 4-4 resident. He was born on 4-4, you feel me? And his name equals 444. Okay, if you sp- spell out Chris Dawn, it means fire from heaven. So that was also, also interesting, you know what I'm saying, when... They said that uh, he'd been authorized to be struck by a drone, okay, because that's fire from heaven. But when you look at the CNN coverage, you'll see that that smoke pillow that came up, you know what I'm saying? You could probably see that from space, as much smoke they were sending up in the air. It's kind of crazy, you know? So 
they still yeah, I got to check that um, they don't know yeah who it was and whether he went up in the flame because they cut off the coverage to go to the State of the Union, like I said, you know, from one barbecue to another. But look, let me uh, read some announcements real quick so we can get tonight's episode underway because we did start uh, a little behind schedule. You heard? Yes, indeed. Maybe we could just, you know, schedule a, a... Decoding show for all of these particular events that are going on and tying in. And, um, like I said, props to everybody that's out there just doing the work and doing the show and getting this information out because it's a lot of different ways to see things and variety is the spice of life, you know what I'm saying? And, and the more people are able to see things from different angles, it opens up them to seeing things from different angles, period. You feel me? So yeah, I mean, due respect to everybody, all the scientists out there, all of the decoders, everyone who is wearing those glasses, those metaphysical, you know, occultic glasses, those cosmophysic glasses, you know what I mean? Everyone who's able to make sense of what it is that's going on, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to you, you know what I mean? And everyone who benefits off of that information. Yeah. Indeed. All right, family. So this weekend, this top-dimensional family, there is no one show or one explanation or one breakdown that that the end-all, be-all. Not at all. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? That the energy is being received differently by different people, okay? But it's all pointing to one truth, ultimately. You know what I'm saying? It's just... There's different roads to get there. You feel me? Like, it's a lot of different flights going to L.A. in one day, but you all going to go to LAX. Same thing with this information. So let me uh, announce this Saturday uh, in Brooklyn, New York, Crystal Chakras, Mantra, and Sound Workshop is being given by our sister, Kafunia. Okay? Sister Kafunia is putting together this workshop. I do advise the family to go to her Facebook page and inbox her. She will give you detailed information pertaining to, you know, how you can get involved with this event. You know what I'm saying? The travel information, where it's going to be based at. But, you know, it's going to be in Brooklyn. It's going to be featuring our brother Ross Ben, the African Earth Keeper slash Crystal Master Teacher, author of Rock of Ages. All right? You definitely want to holler at her and be in the building this monumental event that she is putting together for the family that's going to be uptown in, you know, the Bronx, Manhattan area. Okay, if you want to check out uh, monumental new opening of a melanated-owned establishment right in the heart of the BX, um, right on um, 174th and Boston Road or Southern Boulevard, for that matter, Suncofa Cafe will be having their grand, grand opening this Saturday as well, okay? And I have seven Heaven Seamoths in the building. Definitely check them out. Shout out to my Philly family. I ain't even get a chance to explain the monument to, uh, you know, the honorary event that I had this weekend of going out to Philly and um, checking out Inky and Ali's lecture, you know what I'm saying, and, and definitely 
Mingling yeah, shout out the to Black and Nobel family. Shout out to Hodge. Black and Nobel. Yeah, Black and Nobel, Tyson. Shout out Kane. Shout out all family. The whole family. Stand up. I salute you. They treated me like kinfolk when I came out there. I got a chance to introduce Seven Heaven Seamoss to a larger swath of people. You know, put so many smiles on people's face. I'm so honored. Okay. And I'm definitely, I'll be back this weekend. You know what I mean? We're going to keep mixing it up until we uh, permanently have it in the, um, you know, state to state. You know what I mean? Everywhere that it needs to be. So, it's a lot It's a lot that we need to talk about. It's a lot that we can talk about. But I do want to get into tonight's program, you know what I'm saying, because tonight's guest is a brother that I definitely want to hear from. Haven't heard from him in a minute. Okay. Sir. Cherish his information. This is definitely one of the few brothers that were responsible for putting me on my path to enlightenment, okay, and opening my eyes to the um, larger reality that we call life. You feel me? And it had me making that conscientious decision in the back of my mind that I needed to change some things and, and really start um, listening to that voice that is leading me to enlightenment and information and furthering my studies rather than expending more and more time in the street dealing with whatever I was dealing with at the time. So this brother made an impact on me more than a decade ago. You know what I'm saying? I was still heavily involved in the streets. And um, I was just, I, every now and then, you know, another brother who was trying to pull me towards the light was like, yo, just come with me. You know what I'm saying? To meet this brother, I got to introduce you. And the elder introduced me first. I got to do say that. Elder Robert Small, who has continuously made efforts to make changes in not only my lives, but many of the lives. He's a teacher. He's made many strides in the New York City, um, you know, public school system. His brother was uh, Brother Polite's teacher as well. When Public Polite was in the um, school system, he seen something in Polite, and he used to acknowledge it at that point. You feel me? So shout out to Brother Robert, who has always been a giant amongst men, okay, for leading me to this beautiful brother, you know what I'm saying, who was able to put me on the road and give me my introduction to the science of water and really sparked my mind and had me just thinking, damn, if I could only make a contribution, you know what I'm saying, this information is incredible. I need to get it out because it's changing my perception on the spot. Imagine what it would do for others. And here we are, you know what I'm saying? So, with no further ado, let me read the episode info so we can get directly into tonight's show. Tonight on Old Ledge Radio, we present The Death of Ignorance, featuring Lester Lovin. The renowned researcher and scientist returns with a timely dissertation dealing with the history of scientific investigation as it relates to our spirituality. He will discuss at length Fundamental Sciences versus Advanced Sciences, the backward practice of going through complexity to get to simplicity, an exercise in futility that expends unnecessary energy and is a waste of time. Time to take it back to the basics. Join us for another chapter in KTL University. Bring your pad and your pens because class is in session. Okay? So with no further ado, family, we present to you call it from the 215 215 609, caller. Peace. Brother Lester, peace. Peace. 
Hello. Greetings. Peace. Peace, Lester. Yes, Pete. Live. How you doing, brothers? Greetings. All is well. Welcome back. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, once yeah. again, and we're on the other side of the time zone, meaning, you know, we ran out of time here just recently. So um, it's good that I get a reset. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, indeed. A lot of back. people... You know, a lot of people are still baffled as to what that means, you know what I'm saying, because the world didn't end, so, you know, the earth didn't stop spinning, or it didn't, it didn't change its rotation, so they're kind of, like, confused as to what, you know, running out of time actually meant. Give them a little bit more insight into what it is that you interpreted to me. Well, see, once again, I, I, um, I, had, the, I had the fortunate and unfortunate um uh, occurrence oh of running into Jose Arguelles in nineteen eighty seven at the at the harmonic convergence. And um it, it wasn't it wasn't an actual place, it was a celebration of the planets lining up. Um and uh I was working for someone that was coordinating many of the new age activities and after the functions, we all got to get together and just rap and talk about stuff. And and uh, he had just completed translating the first of the stele or the hieroglyph, the Mayan hieroglyphs. Um, and he was very excited about it because he said, this is predicting something that's going to happen in late 2012. Um and so he downloaded a bunch of information to me, and so I, I had the privilege of studying it for 25 years. Now, as far as as far as time itself is concerned, um, I know some people were expecting the planet to stop turning, or mass explosions, or some kind of cataclysmic thing. But in fact, the cataclysm has been done to us for hundreds of years in terms of. Um, uh, Distorting time to convert it to uh, work and employment, you know, um, you know, like the expression um, has been for quite some time that time is money, and uh, and so we we tend to interpret everything in terms of, you know, what how much production we can get out of a, a limited amount of time. But the people that benefit from that understanding of it are few, and the people that suffer or toil are many. Um, Jose said to me that uh, as we get close to the 2012 or that time, that zone, that time would be, or the understanding of time would be converted from time is money to time is art. That whatever we were here to do, we would, we would gather enough information in order to to understand our gifts or our talents and to put our energy into developing those things. So there wouldn't be the, the, the idea that, you know, like my work is labor intensive because that's a that's from a manufacturing standpoint. It would be that my work is love intensive 
that, you know, the amount of layers and the amount of stuff that I put onto it is all to benefit not just myself but the, the greater world at large. And so the first aspect of it is realizing that um, for, for, for those who are scientifically minded as well as metaphysically minded, that um, the earth as it travels around the sun is not in the same distance from the giant star that we go around. In fact, we're farthest from the sun on July the 2nd and we're closest to the sun on January the 2nd, which basically means that when we're in early, when we're right after we pass through what we call New Year's, because I heard you talking about time before, as right as we pass over New Year's, we're traveling at 67.5 thousand miles per hour, whereas when we're in July the 2nd, we're traveling at 66,000 miles per hour. That's another way of saying that we are traveling faster in the wintertime and therefore time is slower and we're traveling slower in summertime and time is faster. The clock that we have, the digital stuff that we have on all our on all our phones and all these things that flash at us is not accurately displaying the what we know as time. And um one of the principles that was occurring for the last year is that we were starting to remember and evoke the talent that we have for bilocation. That is to say, being at two different places at the same time with with full awareness. And that was just a rehearsal for the fact that we are actually going to be jumping into the fourth dimension and be able to see our evolution from our intention into its manifestation. So once we start to develop those talents, then we're, 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 we're guided by our universal principle versus having to work for somebody else or think about how I'm going to get income. That, that would be my opening statement about 2012. Right. <laughs> so that's the opening salvo, okay. <laughs> so basically... Basically, what what I'm saying is that while everybody was expecting some big, huge, tremendous upheaval, well, I shouldn't say everybody. That's not what I mean. But, you know, the the forces that be had prepped people to think about gloom and doom, scary giant waves, you know, invaders from outer space, who knows what, right? Mm -hmm. But, in fact, it's very similar. um, I should back up for a second because I didn't give the physics or the mechanics of what went on. The mechanics of what went on is that on December the 21st, 2012, our magnetic pole and the sun's magnetic pole were were at the exact same angle, and that angle pointed into what is known as Sagittarius A, or the black hole that our entire galaxy revolves around. Mm. And so we know from the scientific community that we get the majority of our cosmic rays from Sagittarius A. And at that particular time, we're being bombarded with more of them than, than is typical because there was this direct alignment. 
Now, cosmic rays are not some new agey type thing. They're on on they're on every electromagnetic spectrum chart that we see. You know, it starts off on the left with radio, and then infrared and microwave, and visible light, and gamma rays, well, ultraviolet gamma rays, and then eventually cosmic rays. And the cosmic rays um, are vibrating much faster than any of these other frequencies. So it, it these things were coming. To us, and of course we we're at the peak. Of, we're in the sunspot peak cycle, which means that the magnetic deal or the electromagnetic field that guards around the Earth is weakened, and that allows more of these things to come through. And there is this erasure effect that happens when you have the sunspots, where we temporarily lose um, what we would call temporal consciousness. Near, like I, you know, I might get up to go from one room to another, and by the time I get to the, to the other room, I can't remember why I went there, you know. And so, of course, this is the thing that they've been playing up in terms of, you know, uh, you know, our electricity's going to go out, we're going to lose our, you know, we're going to lose our consciousness or whatever. But you know, another way of looking at the same thing is that it allows us to lose our temporal consciousness in order for our eternal or cosmic consciousness to come through. So it's it's an ability for us to start to do meditation or to do either conscious or unconscious um, desire, asking for why am I here and what am I here to do. Mm. It's also true that there there is a place between Earth and Sagittarius A, which is known as the Dark Rift or the Great Rift. And that was the name that was given um, by people thousands of years ago who were looking at the sky, you know, for a very long time. And the Dark Rift just happens to look like a woman with her knees bent and a baby coming out of her her primal area. So we knew that this was a rebirth, a rebirthing type cycle. And it takes 25,920 years for the Earth's magnetic pole to go from where it points now until it goes around in sort of a circle and it goes back to that point. So, you know, 25,000 years ago, we were pointing in the same direction. And uh, that means that we have gone through all 12 astrological signs. In terms of in terms of developing the different principles that each of them represents, so um, so basically what I'm saying is it took 25,000 or 26,000 years for us to go in a circle, or to go back to the point of origin, but the more significant number was the 300 in uh, like say 20,000 years ago when we had gone through 12 of these cycles, because the Earth's magnetic Field um, or the minerals in the Earth's magnetic field shift dramatically every 300,000, 320,000 years. So we know this was the point at which there was going to be a major physical shift, not just a metaphysical one, but an actual one that we have recorded in the rock for millions of years. Mm. So that that's that's more of the science of what was going on. Cool. And based on, you know, yeah. those scientific um, alterations of, you know, the Earth's positioning and what have you, and it lining up with certain things 
being that, you know, we are on the earth and of the earth, what effects does it have on, you know, the physicality of man? Oh, I'm sorry, I missed the word. On the what of man? On 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 our physical being, you know, who we are and, and what we do and information that we're receiving and, and how we're interpreting information and how we act as human beings on this planet. Okay. Um, well, it, 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 in terms of our physicalness, um, th- these various uh, frequencies, these cosmic rays and these gamma rays that I'm talking about, um, because they're vibrating so much faster than visible light, um, even faster than, uh, you know, our technologies that we have with satellites and microwaves and, and such, it gives us the ability to uh, remember where we came from and what our abilities are. Um, it is no coincidence that, you know, the most popular movies right now are the ones that talk about superheroes and, uh, you know, uh, Harry Potter type things, uh, right. Matrix. You know, these are all these are all um, the actual dormant potentials that we have that have you know they they we they were activated thousands and hundreds of thousands of years ago, and they've just been resting sort of like a winter time. And so what I would say is that we have to we have to start repairing the earth and eating the most energized food and the most energetic water that we possibly can because it's our time to hear um what our what our calling is and to and to magnetically draw that to us as we're getting closer to it. Um you know, a lot of it you were talking before about um the effect of twenty twelve and we will see that a lot of different um what we would call traditional um, institutions, you know, some of them will be crumbling or, or breaking apart. Um, and while that might be sad or even, you know, people have their pensions or their, you know, their hopes for retiring or whatever, you know, a lot of this is really a beautiful opportunity for us to really visualize what it is that we want to do and to make it happen on our own versus, you know, having um to depend on uh, outside forces such as banks and loans and and all those type of things. There's nothing wrong with that, but we have the power to to make it happen. And this is the ideal time for that to happen. So many of the things. I mean, I know people upset about the government, and there's some people that are like, "Well, let's downsize it or let's eliminate it or whatever." These are all learning. These are all you know. These are all uh, tests for us to learn what our real powers are and, you know, um, that we, within each one of us, there is, you know, so much energy. Um, Even the idea of an energy shortage is just ridiculous, you know, absolutely ridiculous. So, I mean, let let me give an example that just pops in my head, okay? You know, several of the movies that I saw advertised last year were about, you know, what would happen if we lost the grid? You know, if, if you know, right, right. sunspots came and wiped out our our transformers like it did in Toronto in 89, okay? 
And, of course, they paint this as a negative thing. Like, oh, my God, we won't be able to live. We, we won't be able to play Nintendo and, you know, you know, um, you know how, up, bro. Right, right. You know, exactly. Yeah, you know, I won't be able to check on, you know, what, what my friend ate for lunch, you know, because I can't tweet him, you know. But exactly. in fact, in fact, um, and once again, I'm not hoping for any of these things. But what I am, what I am clearly saying, the science shows us, is that you know, if these things can go down so easily then we need to be looking for things for the future. You know, that, you know, the way we generate and carry electricity is over 100 years old. I mean, we're talking on cell phones right now, but we're still losing electricity every time stuff gets pumped from one of these dams or power stations and goes through the wire. Electri- electricity comes out of each one of those giant, those giant cables. We're losing stuff. You know, that's not efficient. So um, it, it might be the time that, you know, say electricity goes out, like with, you know, with Hurricane Sandy. Well, um, just use that time period for realizing that without those electrical fields around us, that our intuition and our um, what we call precognitive states are much, much higher. Those things deaden us, or, or, or not, I shouldn't say deaden, but they, they – um, they step down our yeah. our ability to not only receive the information, which is one thing, but they right. neutralize us acting upon the the information that we get, which is even more yeah. um, the the issue. You know, I watched the uh, documentary the other day called Resonance, and Resonance was about the effect that uh, these cell phones are having on the magnetic fields that we have that surround our own bodies. Right. I guess would be responsible for the um you know, the uh technology that we have that we that we come equipped with, you know, the ability to communicate with one another across quote unquote distance and things of that nature or telepathically. Uh, 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 okay, now see once again, I, I know I'm interrupting you, but I'm interrupting you because uh-huh. you have just you have just crossed over into my land, okay? Um <laughs> And I say, when I say my land, um, I mean that when I started on my investigation of energy, I had no idea about any of these things. But um, very quickly, very, very quickly, I found that to my great shock and surprise, the very places that I did not expect to find confirmation were the places that that, in fact, had already done the homework. Now, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, I looked in one of my mother's nursing books, and in her book it said every cell in the human body is a, a receiver and transmitter of radio waves. Mm. I was like, whoa, you know, wow, this is in a medical book. And in fact, when I did a little bit more research, I found that you know in the early days of radio, with before they knew how to ground stuff, you know they would send certain signals out, and it would it would take out, meaning it would kill. There's one case in which it killed the cattle for five miles around the around the antenna, took them out. Right. Okay. So that was the first piece. The second piece I learned many, many, many years later 
in which I was reading a description about the earth. And they said the earth is not a sphere. It's not a round ball. It's flat at the top and the bottom, and it's more bulges in the middle. And they said the actual shape of the earth is a dodecahedron. And one of the properties of a dodecahedron is that it will it will distribute and radiate radio waves. And so immediately I put two and two together and said, that's our cell phone communication right there. We can talk from cell to cell just using the earth to transmit the frequency. All our cells are radio transmitters and receivers. Exactly. Um, now, of course, this also ties in greatly with the research that the Navy had done when, they, when, when we went into the so-called Cold War and we had to have all these submarines acting everywhere because they knew that the frequencies of, you know, the submarines and the communication things that they were using were sending out frequencies which were interfering with the electromagnetic force uh, and signals that whales have. That's why the whales beat themselves is because, you know, they get disoriented or in, or actually their communication gets neutralized. By the um, submarines are giving off sonar? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's going off the, um, the aquatic animals that use that particular frequency to communicate? Absolutely. Yeah, but the point, that, that's right. Exactly, but see, they knew that from the beginning. It's not like they like they discovered this recently. They knew it from the beginning. You know, the same the same way that you know, for many fire trucks, you know, the frequency of the siren hurts the dog's ears. You know, and they'll howl. You know, when the siren is blocked away because they they it's hurting them. You know, it's the same it's the same type thing. So what I'm what I'm saying is is that you know until recently. Um, there was a long period, there were thousands of years where people didn't remember about these abilities. But previous to that time, they did. And now we're starting to learn the science of how it works again. So it's not going to be um, a hope or an imagination that we can do these things. It, these are innate abilities that we have that have just been taking a, a nap. And it's time for Trip Van Winkle to wake up and get, get it on. <laughs> There, there are too many examples. There are too many examples that science has. Um, and I, what, another irony is, of course, that many of these things were discovered not in the 21st century or even in the 20th, but the 19th and 18th century. You know, people have always been curious and inquisitive and tinkering. And you know, when you read enough of the actual um, communication that these that the, the people, the scientists or inventors, whoever, musicians even, when you read their actual letters and their actual diaries and stuff, you get you get very a very clear idea that you know people you know the, the idea of invention and the idea of trying to make life easier, you know, has always been on people's minds and people have always been looking for things and, and making stuff. Um, it's just that, you know, in many cases, the science is just as valid as the science we have. It's just that it doesn't it doesn't make certain individuals as much money as they would like. Right. So, um, anyway, basically, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that 
this is the time period that we can really um, see that science and metaphysics are not only saying the same thing, but you know we can we can take we can take information from any of these sources and help it or work it to help us live a better and more stress-free and pollution-free life. And there's no reason, there is absolutely no reason why um, we can't start tinkering and, and, and investigating on our own. You know, I mean, right. people always complain to me, people always complain to me about the cost of um, of uh, uh, solar panels, you know. And I'm like, but, you know, we really, you know, can, you know, meet, twice a month and somebody's garage and just tinker with it and figure out something on our own. You know, like, you know, of quartz, one of the principles that we know about quartz is that it takes light and converts it directly into electricity. That's been known, that's been known for like a hundred years. So, so, you know, and see, once again, you know, they always talk about, well, we can't really store energy. We can't store electricity. That's why we have all, have all these wires. But, in fact, you know, you go out to the Midwest where I lived for a while, and I talked with the older farmers because I was upset and still am about the fact that we have all these um, tractors, and the tractor, you know, goes through – the lanes, we you know the, the the rows where we have all the corn or the beans or whatever, but it's spewing gasoline fumes right onto the food. What's up with that? You know, and so I asked the older farmers. I'm like, I don't get it. How did y'all tolerate that? And they said we didn't. They, and they pointed to this windmill, and they said, you see that windmill? And I said, yeah. They said, well, that windmill was connected to DC batteries. And so whatever power it, 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 you know, whatever electrons were moving, it stored it in the DC batteries. They just plugged the batteries, you know, right into the tractor every night. And so they were using mm. direct current. Right. You know, so we we have done it. So it's not like a, a futuristic, you know, post-racial, post-electronic world. It's, no, it's the past. We've already done these things. And it's just a matter of us coming together. Um, and one of the things we talked about and we always talk about is knowing the fundamentals, you know, yes. that, you know, whereas people want to get to the prize, they want to get to the big answer or whatever. And I'm like, but, you know, we don't even, you know, can you explain to me how the electricity in your house actually works, you know? And they're like, well, no, I can plug in this or I need a 220. I'm like, no, tell me how that gets transferred and how much do we lose every time that electron jumps from one atom to another you know and of course you know of course you know once they actually find out they're like wow it's not efficient i'm like that's right it's not efficient so it behooves us to to step up to the plate and to start learning or introducing you know ways that are coherent 
And as you said, the word you said before was resonant. Resonance, one of the principles of resonance is not just that two things, you know, are harmonious or vibrate at the same time. That's true. But, but another definition of resonance from the electronic standpoint is that you have no resistance in whatever the medium is that taking that energy from point A to point B. So you're not losing any energy at all. And really, when you were talking before about, you know, uh, different systems and means that animals and plants and all these things communicate, because, see, see, you know, we've been very selfish and egotistical in terms of, you know, we, we can talk to each other, we can tweet to each other, but there's billions and trillions and trillions of other animals and life forms on this planet. And, right. you know, it, it would behoove us, I love that word, for us to realize we're not the only one renting out the place. And, in fact, exactly. it, you know, and I've said this before, if it wasn't for those tiny, you know, little um, bacterial Negroes that live in the first six inches of dirt, you know, we'd all be having a hard time. So, you know, it is time for us to really open up our channels of communication and realize that we have to start talking with everything. And, you know, we might have to listen and hear what they have to say. And then call they all have a story to tell. They all not only have a story to tell, but they have an evolution that's going on, you know, mm-hmm. that they're learning about their environment and how to handle various stresses and things. And if they're not complaining, then we should get off our behinds and actually start getting to work and trying to not, not only have survival of the fittest, because, you know, the, the the part of that expression that's the most irksome is not fittest, it's survival. You know, we're not here for survival. We're here for abundance. You know, mm. we're, we're here for prosperity, you know, and it, you know, it's taken me a while to realize what that actually means. You know, that, you know, like, I'm, you know, I'm from the old school where I'm like, well, let's see, you know, do I need to cut out this material in order to, or can I cut out this meal in order to have this material, or, you know, what can I sacrifice? It's like, that is not what's called for. You know, what's called for is is calling upon everything that is needed in order to do the most perfect job, in order to have stuff that radiates and gives off energy eternally and, you know, energizes the person that it's going to and therefore gives them enough energy to do the same thing and keep it going forever. You know, once again, this, this whole energy shortage is a pimp game, you know, and and we've got, we've got to stop describing things in the way that the person who's con- who thinks they're controlling us, you know, because really, it, you know, it's us repeating these same things that is controlling us. You know, we've got to we've got to self actualize and start saying what is what we need, what we need. You know, and in order to analyze what we need, we have to know what the players are. You, you well, know, then, I you know the, I see the the thing about me, the thing you know, because I, I I don't like the cult of personality, but I do appreciate that you know for many people it helps them to understand. I personally hated science. There was no way that you were going to tell me that I was going to be involved in science when I was a young man. I was like, no, 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 science is the stuff that's been used against us and vaccines and warfare and, you know, electronic tapping and all all the stuff, you know, 
Right. Um, and yet the universe had to sit my butt down and say, you know, it, it, in, in other words, um, the story is, is that I made a pyramid. Got this book, said it was going to do certain things. I'm like, no freaking way. And so I made it, you know, and did the experiment. And lo and behold, spanked me. It worked. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, well, I'll knock this out this weekend. I'll figure it out. And it was three weeks later after, and not only did I not figure it out, but I had more questions than I had even thought about answers for, knew where to get the answers. And I mm-hmm. sat in my pyramid and I said, Lord, I need to understand how this pyramid works because I need to explain it to other people and I need to, first of all, explain it to my mother. Because if I can't explain it to my mother, then I'm not into it. I, I just, it's not going to work. And immediately, immediately this this voice said to me, if you want to understand the pyramids, you must study everything. And the first thing you must study is physics. And I said, no, 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 Lord, you don't understand. No, I mean, anything. I, you know, I'll walk on hot coals. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll surf, you know, I'll surf on the moon. But, you know, that's science. I'm, I'm not down with that, you know. And that all-wise, um, no answer with the arms folded told me, okay, I better I better get on my journey because, you know, they didn't they didn't say you have to do this or, you know, yes or no, whatever. When there was nothing, when there was no response, I realized that was the transmission. And so studying science, the first surprise and, and shock for me was that so much of the stuff that we had learned in the spiritual classes that were been presented to us throughout our community that had already been confirmed by science that the stuff we see on TV or in, in the documentaries, they know way more than that stuff. And, in fact, they're using many of the books and uh, sacred texts or scriptures that we know to interpret the very things that they tell us that aren't real. So rather than getting angry and being the angry black man, I said, no, let me just go even further and try to understand my field, which was, in that, in that case, the pyramid. And lo and behold, it was it was very quickly on the dawn that that, that a lot was known about the pyramids. Um, and if I may illustrate, you know, it was it was not until nineteen well since Ptolemy until nineteen twenties that we thought. We were the only galaxy in the universe. Mm-hmm. The Milky Way galaxy was it. That's it. You know that we, that's the extent of the reality. And then, in the early 1920s, this man by the name of Hubble looked through the telescope and he said he saw something. And he realized that what he had seen was another galaxy. Right. And so overnight, we went from being the only kids on the block to suddenly, well, maybe there's another block. Hmm. And then 
we suddenly realize that instead of being one of two or three galaxies, that there's a hundred billion galaxies. But by you know, as part of that evolution, of course, was the fact that in 1964 they were looking out into space because they thought space was extremely cold, what they call absolute zero, and they right. thought it was empty. They said it was empty. You know, it's it's just space. It's a, it's a you know it's a, it's a vacuum. But everywhere that they looked up in space, they discovered that it wasn't absolute zero, that there was something out there that was three degrees above absolute zero, and it was everywhere. I mean, everywhere. And so they took the device that they were using to measure the stuff, and they cleaned it out, and they pointed in different directions, and they did everything they could possibly think. And, of course, (laughs) they found out that that so-called vacuum or emptiness that they were that they were expecting that there was stuff out there which they call cosmic background radiation. Right. So this was this was the noise that they were picking up on their readers. This, this is the noise that they were picking up on their readers. Exactly. Can it be explained as white noise or there's something different? Um, it 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 could be explained as white noise. Yes. I mean that that that's a technical term, but I mean right. meaning that that's right. what it white is. noise coming from. You know, uh, uh, black matter. So, <laughs> yeah, right, technical right. term. We understand exactly, exactly. Right. Um, but see, the see the thing the thing is is the thing the thing I'm driving toward is the fact that this white noise, which was unexpected to them and which was mm-hmm. ubiquitous or everywhere, you know, how did they discover the white noise, my brother? What did they use to discover the white noise? The uh, answer is the j- answer is a giant pyramid. Oh yeah, they had the cones, right? The pyramid cones. That's right. Were, were That's right. The, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because because one of the things that they had uncovered was the fact that anything that has five points or five sides will collect these cosmic background radiation. Mm. And that is one of the players as to how the pyramid actually works. And when people say, Oh, you have to believe with subtle energy or whatever No. <laughs> it's known how it works. This cosmic background radiation which was formed one millionth of a second after the Big Bang has been expanding everywhere as the universe expands. And that's the other thing, is that it was only in the 1990s that we discovered that not only was the universe not the same size, and not only was it getting bigger, but it was expanding faster. Okay? So I'm just saying all these things because the more that we keep up with science and what actually is known, the more we'll understand by parallel as to our journey, how much there is to learn, endless, and the fact that we can keep expanding. There's no upper limit. There's no, you know, like the glass ceiling they keep talking about or, you know, the race car, any of that crap, okay? That's just crap. That's exactly what it is. It's crappy thinking, you know? 
saying I'm not faulting anybody who, who goes through that. I'm just saying look at where you got that thought from. Was it from somebody that really cared about you? Was it somebody that really knew their field? Or was it just, you know, perpetual um, uh, stuff that people say, you know, the pass around stuff in the hood? Right. You know, no, so we live how, we, we, right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. How does one discern between the information that's being given to them? Okay, that might be falsified on one level that's promoting glass ceilings, and then they find that, you know, some of the information about science might have some cut on it as well because, one, you know, these scientists are just observing it, and they're observing it somewhat from a slanted eye because, you know, for some reason they just have a tendency not to take a holistic approach and to look at things, you know what I'm saying? I and do. Some would, okay. some would even say, okay, because they're looking out of eyes that are not coated with melanin, that they just can't see the totality of things. So they always exclude us being a factor in this particular story. So the way that they're looking at science is skewed. So when they're teaching it, it's only going to be fractal. So then people get skeptical and they're like, man, I don't know if I should listen to that stuff because, you know, they might be trying to slip a jimmy on me or they just might not know. You know, so what does one do to discern, you know what I'm saying, between the information that they get in to make sure that that's not propaganda as well? Okay, my brother. See, once again, um, the, the, you know, <laughs> you, you, you're bringing up my favorite topics, okay? Hey. <laughs> okay, when somebody brings you something, okay, yeah. that is data. Data. That is not right. that is data, okay? And hmm. data is is um, some statistical or set of um, thoughts or principles um, that I am told, or I I you know that I take in, okay? In, in other words, when I went to the college. And I sat in on one of my friend's classes on statistics. It blew my mind that the professor, this is the first week of statistics, and the, the professor came out and said, data has absolutely no meaning. Mm. It has no meaning whatsoever. So no matter what you're told, that is data, or data or data, okay? Right. When you actually put it into use, then it is information. And therefore, to answer your question, people don't have to be skeptical. Forget that. Get off the local and get on the express. You don't have to be skeptical because all data will reveal itself to you in terms of whether it's usable or not for you. Once you once you try it out or you investigate it or you use your intuition and you just follow that, that whole thing, the data itself, okay. the data itself will reveal to you how... You know, if 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 it if it's something usable and if it's something usable for you at that time, right? That eliminates that whole other you know that whole other thing, because once again, the skeptics, you know, the skeptics were the people from ancient Greece, who, um, who no matter what they were told, didn't believe anything. 
Okay. And so it didn't matter what, to, the, to a skeptic, it didn't matter what you said, even if you brought proof, whatever, it didn't matter. You know, it was not, it was just going to be like, ah, forget that. You know, if it's not in my known universe, the stuff I grew up with or whatever, then forget it, chuck it. You know, but we don't, we don't need, we don't, we don't need, we don't have to be skeptics. You know, I mean, that is to say, of course, there's always time to be skeptical, but we have the ability to put stuff into action. And I'm saying this for a more, a higher spiritual principle, which is, which is, ask and you shall receive, okay? We have to ask for what it is that we're looking for, not for getting rid of the negative only. There's nothing wrong with getting rid of the negative. But, you know, like, in, in other words, you know, if, if, you know, if I, you know, I was taking my son to first grade, it's not good enough or creative enough for me to say I don't want him to be vaccinated. I need to say I need for the alternative to vaccination so he will not only will not get any of those communicable diseases, but he also gets the highest education that he has wherever he is. So, you know, we, we, need, we need to accentuate the positives and look at what we're throwing out and what's coming back at us, you know, because we, we need to control the things that we say. We need to understand that there's power in everything that we say. And if we had the ability to do like Dr. Emoto does, where he photographs the water, right. you know, we would see exactly when we were positive and when we were negative. We would see it. So, you know, um, we need to tip the scales so that we're that we're that no matter what that we are um, in the creative mode more than we are in the defensive or tearing down mode. And mm. well, once again, you know, when you look out into the universe, the physical universe, not the metaphysical universe, you know, everything is letting off of energy. You know, it. There's no lack of creativity or energization anywhere, you know. As a matter of fact, there's very little pollution or or, or lack of stuff anywhere. There's energy everywhere, all kinds of energy too, you know. Right. So, so you know, the fact that we have been, we, we keep finding ourselves in this conversation where we're talking about not having stuff means that somebody has talked to us and, and has convinced us that there's a lack of something. Right, they've been very successful with some, you right. know, convinced them that they, they, they live in a world of lack, mm-hmm. resource limited, and, right. you know, if one is to just understand scientifically the fact that um, as elemental beings we are composed of minerals, okay, and yep. those minerals... Right are derived from stars, from distant stars. So if one was to look for one's origin and you understand mm-hmm. that you are 100% right. composed of minerals, okay, and those minerals derive from a extraterrestrial origin, mm-hmm. and you look up and you look to the stars, that's where you're from. Right. And there, that's a limitless place. Mm-hmm. Okay, it knows no limit. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So even if you wanted to use a trajectory of where you are at, where you are at physically located on this earth plane with the first star that you see, you know what I'm saying? Right. If you just right. wanted to just make that your limit. If you want to put a ceiling on that, you're still talking some light years away. So, sure. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Use the string between here and there to say that's what your limits are and that's how much you're afforded, okay? Yeah. And then you'll still never sell yourself short. But then that's mm-hmm. not because mm-hmm. it goes boundless. And I've spoken um, on, on, on this a few times once I came into this information. I try to share it with the family every chance that I get. And that's about the speed of thought, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speed of thought is calculated to be 34.7 billion miles per second, okay? Mm-hmm. So we're talking the speed of light squared. And right. when one right. is, quote, unquote, spiritually in tune and, you know, the chakras are spinning certain ways and what have you, and they're emanating their thoughts from the crown chakra, then they're talking... Um, you know, a, a, a ridiculous amount of time that your your, your thoughts will be traveling. So they're saying that um, your thoughts can travel 200.58 quadrillion miles at a, a second, a quarter of a second, okay? So it will reach where you're at right now to the mm-hmm. 80s. Mm-hmm. You know and 2.58 quadrillion which is 258 quadrillion miles away, you know what I'm saying, yeah. 440 light years away in that amount of time, superseding, you know, light or anything that travels, you know, very slow compared to this. So if your thought can travel that fast and that far, okay, and, you know, people have brought into the notion that this is just a dream and you actually are who you are when you're actually sleeping, engaging in those particular thoughts, imagine how far you can go. Like, real talk. Well, okay, let's see, once again, once again, um, uh, <laughs> you're talking to me, and therefore I don't have to imagine, um, and I'm not trying to be curt, but what I'm right. saying is I don't have to imagine that these principles are possible or even real when the, the the actual data tells us that the human brain um and the mind is five hundred percent more active when we're when we're dreaming than when we're awake. So um as a matter of fact one of one of the first things that blew my mind in terms of science that I that I accidentally uncovered was the fact that you know, when they say, like they say, you know, that Einstein used uh, 10% of his brain. Right. You know, now, when I actually read the report that it came from, see, because that's, I'm, I'm stupid. I actually just thought, I might, I, you know, I might as well just go right there and read it, you know. <laughs> and what it, <laughs> what the thing said was, that he used 2% of his brain while awake and 8% of his brain while sleeping, which, mm-hmm. add, which added up to 10%. Okay. Right. The average person, the average person, and I'm including myself in that, that lump, okay, uses 0.5% of the brain. That's one half of 1% when we're awake and 2.5% when we're sleeping or dreaming. So, 
uh, and, and of course, the irony and punchline to this whole thing is that when the when the conscious or what we call the conscious mind, or you know, when that focus gets diverted to the you know unconscious, um, the electricity stops flowing um, in one direction. It flows in a circle inside the brain. And speeds up, you know, the rate that it's going to 100 to 200 to 300 to 400 to 500 percent. And when we right. hit 500 percent, that's when we start dreaming. And when we go through that cycle enough times, then we restore the entire health of the body. So we know because it's on every talk show in the morning that we don't have enough sleep. And it's not about that we don't have enough sleep; we don't have enough of the dream cycle. But for those who are curious and more than interested, you know, they can look in any dream book and find out that the thing that kicks this process into action is called the pyramid axon. It's a tetrahedronal pyramid. So the pyramid is right there, you know, helping us with the, the relationship between the conscious and the unconscious. And my field, my department, is not so much about what these things are or what they do, but what environment is it that they function the best? And in the case of in the case of the in the case of the pineal gland, which is, you know, directly responsible for all of this, uh, we know that it needs a ratio of seventy percent negative ionization to thirty percent positive ionization. Or else right. You know, and now see that's the ideal. But if if you have too many positive ions, then of course what will happen is that the pineal gland will send out a bunch of um, melatonin, and that melatonin is converted into serotonin, which then shuts down some of the informational accesses that the melanin in the skin has. In other words, what I'm saying is is that there's information that we draw at nighttime through the skin because the 97% of our universe is darkness, you know. And, and once again, see, you know, we will really know that we've taken the quantum leap forward when we start to measure the speed of darkness and not just the speed of light. Mm. Because darkness has a much greater speed than light does. Right, and I, I equate that to, you know, what they're doing when they try to quantify the speed of thought. You know, I put that right. in that particular right. class. Right, right, right. And, um, I also wanted to say, I just wanted you to reiterate, just in case we may have people listening that might not be um, mindful of what you what you mean when you mention negative ions and positive versus positive ions also, you know, um, which state should the body be in during the sleep cycle? How important is it for the body to be rested in total darkness? Because I know a lot of people that still sleep with night lights on or lights on, period. You know what I'm saying? What's or the, what's, in this case, you know, computer lights. You know what I'm saying? People that's right. Sleep, that's on. right. And, no, all, and then looking at them and what have you. Mhm. Mhm. Well, and that's the well, culture at this point. So that's that's right. Well, see, once again, once again, this brings up this brings up the optimal word, which has been buzzing in my head all day. It, um, which is lifestyle. Okay. Yes. 
and um, be first of all, before we deal with what is our lifestyle, because everybody wants to jump on that and say, oh, this is my lifestyle. Well, before we actually deal with that, we have to analyze what is the definition of life, you know, and <clears throat> and once we look into what life is, then we can fashion our environment to amplify those understandings. It's a known fact that, you know, the more darkness that we are in when we are sleeping, the better off we are. Um, I'm not going to say it in a negative way, you know. I'm not going to give you statistics about, you know, how much it depletes us and this and all that. Forget that. I'm saying that darkness itself is a key to health. And so, therefore, um, one of the things that I've recommended for years is that we have at least one night a week that we fast from electricity. You know, unplug that stuff. If you can't unplug it, then tape over those lights or do whatever you need to do. But put yourself in total darkness because total darkness has way more information and way more resonance than the light does. Now, light is not light is not bad. It's just that it's you know it's um, it, it has a certain limit, you know, and and as far as negative and positive ions are concerned, the key to that. The key to that understanding is moving water, that having moving water in our environment generates negative ions. Um, so the more moving water that we have around us, the you know the more the, the faster we digest our food, the more it breaks up particulates in the air, all the dust and the negative stuff that we breathe in. Um, the brain is more alert, the nerves are more calm. Um, and it just so happens that placing a quartz crystal into water will generate negative ions that will come out of the bottle. So, mm-hmm. so you know, I mean, I know a lot of people that have, you know, crystals all over their house, and that is good because every quartz crystal ever made generates negative ions. So the pyramids, they all generate negative ions. But right. it's even... It's even healthier if you take that if you take a crystal, and once again they don't have to be fancy. They don't have to be a twenty dollar thing. You know you can get a, a you know a, a three dollar crystal just suspended in water with the lid off, so that the water is actually evaporating out into the air, and the the crystal itself will push the water, which will lend the negative ions to come into that environment. And the more of these jars that you have, the, the better off you will be both in your waking and in your sleeping life. Because I, I feel that they're both they're both um, valuable states of being. You know, I mean, Queen Hatshepsut literally taught us that because she lived during the daytime, um, you know, in, in the male garb. And then at the nighttime, she wore the female garb. And, you know, she spent very little time sleeping. She she obviously had some big magic going on. But she understood that taking in both of those environments had a balancing act. Hmm. Also, Also, the fact is that when you look at the architecture of the ancient peoples, 
you know, whether it's igloos, teepees, pagodas, um, uh, churches, old churches, uh, right. temples. Right. They didn't have 90-degree corners, you know, that they knew mm-hmm. that None they were formulated like a box. Well, see, once again, we, we, we now can explain scientifically that when you have positive ions, when the hydrogen separates from the oxygen as far as water is concerned, um, then that forms what will eventually look like a cube. And so they naturally accumulate up into the 90-degree corners that we live in. So our, so our environments are generating all these positive ions. And by rounding off those corners, by just placing the simplest way is to just place a triangle in each of the corners, you're, you know, the oxygen will come to where the point of those corners are. And so they'll meet the positive ions. They will join back together to form a negative ion, and they will fall to the ground. So you've got a flow of energy. Considering the fact that we have refrigerators, TVs, uh, computers, um, uh, fluorescent lights, um, and copying machines, etc., that all generate positive ions. There's more than an abundance of this positive ion pollution that uh, that we have been encountering. And I call it pollution simply because I'm not putting down the items themselves. I'm saying that these things interfere with our pineal gland and our ability to pick up on information. So it's polluting our communication because it goes back to having the proper communication. Communication with the universe, communication with the cells, communication with our own cells, you know, et cetera. Now, it's also true that we just entered the year of the snake, and the year of the snake is going to be one in which the home is going to be emphasized and communication is going to be greatly emphasized. So um, just like any snake, you know, every six months they shed their skin. And so this is an opportunity for us to let go of this old paradigm and take on um, <laughs> an even older paradigm. <laughs> uh, I was going to say new paradigm, but, you know, some of these things that we're going to be doing are actually things that our ancestors did. So as as um, Wayne Chandler formed it, the ancient future. Yes. Yes. He. Exactly. Exactly. Precisely. Ancient future. See, because... One of the things that the minds were trying to tell us about 2012 is not that time was over, meaning like like the game show where the buzzer goes off and you haven't won the prize. It's the exact opposite of that. It's that time is over, and therefore we're in the middle, and we can choose to go into the past, the present, or the future at any given moment. Remember I, I talked before about bilocation. You know, yes. this is, <clears throat> you know, we always talk about the five physical senses, but this is another one of our senses that we have that, you know, we can access 
and therefore we can check out what we did in the past um, and learn from that. We can check out what we're going to do in the future and prepare ourselves for that. We can we can tap into the now and know who we should be associating with and who to avoid associating with. So, it, you know, the time thing has been rearranged. Right. Now, it just so happens that in uh, about a month, I'm going to be having a show which yes. which will be, it'll be the first of many shows because I'm trying to show the correspondences between space and time using matter. And the ironic or the interesting thing for me is is that the same five basic shapes keep showing up no matter what field I'm in, whether it's plants or animals or cells or atoms or minerals or galaxies that, you know, the, what we call the platonic solids, they're mm-hmm. the ones. They're the ones that are the archetypes of all this. And when I was listening to your show several months ago, you had a, you had a brother on who was talking about the cell salts. And he was talking about how each of the cell salts is actually one of the platonic solids. So I was just screaming because I'm like, no, I want to show well, that. You. I, need, you know, I need to talk to you. So, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, that's my, you know, that's my younger brother. Yes, well, see, once again, you know, there's this expression that says form follows function, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're just beginning to tap into what that really means, you know, that, you know, um, it's more than just that form follows function because, you know, the way way they express it in our culture, they mean that if I'm going to build a house, then I'm going to use this material and whatever, but it's like, no, we have to understand the function and then we'll understand what form best serves that function. But we have to look beyond that to understand, well, what's the intention? The intention, because, you know, what you were talking about is the speed of thought. The speed of thought is reduced down into subatomic particles and then eventually into matter through sound, okay? And so, you know, if we understand what our intentions are, and how to regulate what we're putting out, what we're emanating out, then we'll have a we'll have a better understanding of what manifests. You know, in other words, in other words, we're getting in to understand that our influence or our aura is much farther than what we think it is. You know, because you know we have this expression now that says six degrees of separation, but in mm-hmm. fact. You know, we're emanating stuff. As you said, you know, if it's trillions of miles um, an hour or whatever, I mean, billions of miles per hour that thought travels at, whatever the number was, then that means that we have far-reaching effects, you know, way out into space. Yes, it it also, um, in the book I read, they said that, you know, your aura is, is being projected as well as your magnetic field, infinitely mm-hmm. in a 3D module. So that's up and down, right? front and right. back, left right. to right. You know what I'm saying? So everyone is emitting a field that stretches forever. Right, right. That's and right. It, it's, it's interlaying with other people's fields, coming into contact. 
everyone is affecting one another's field. You know what I'm saying? Everyone that you come into contact with, you take in and you give off. Right. And right. all of that changes who you are essentially. Like you were mm-hmm. talking about, you know, um, when when electricity switches and it's losing right. folks on. Yeah. So as, as we bump in and, and interface and interact, you know, we're all taking something and leaving something. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm and that's the beauty of life. Exactly. Once um, again, that you, yes, in, in, in my World Book Encyclopedias, you know, it said every energy, is, you know, everything is the exchange of energy. All life, that, that's what it was. All life is the exchange of energy. And yes. so... And so it's not just, I mean, because us, us egotistical bound humans, we think, what can I take in? You know, what can I get? What can I get out of this? You know, but in fact, we should really be focusing on the entire journey. So it's like, how, you know, what did I need to take in? And how can I give out more out there than I'm taking in? You know, like how mm-hmm. can I purify or energize that thing so I'm, when I'm sending it back out, that it's even more energizing when I took it in, you know. Um, Now, of course, I love when people say to me, uh, well, that violates the second law of thermodynamics because, you know, you have to go from, you know, know, uh, order the chaos or, you know, like in other words, you, you you know, you only, you, you take in energy and you lose some. And I love when people say that to me because I'm like, my brother, my sister, I was just like you until I read this second law of thermodynamics, which says, you know, energy, you know, will be lost and, you know, or, or you, know, you will lose, you will take an energy and you'll lose some of it or wear down if it's an active energy system. Right. If it's a passive energy system, and I said this on this show to you before, and I'm going to keep saying it. You know, if it's a passive energy system, it gives the ability to give off more than we take in. Mm. And there's all too many examples of that in nature and in space, just not in business. Mm. Okay. So, 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 you know, suck it up. You know, let's, you know, I mean, they've measured, they've measured both athletes and rappers. And when they're in free, when the rappers are in freestyle, they're using way more of their brain than you yeah, know. We're ba- basically, yeah, basically, it's like they're they're sleeping and awake. You know, they're using that full potential of the brain. You know, right. actually, when I say full, yeah, when I say full potential, I don't mean a hundred percent. I mean like that five percent. You know, you know because yeah. you know because brother, you know, we are. Yes. I'm sorry. We got to press the pause button real quick because we want to do our meditation. You know sure, in sure. Conversation has set us up beautifully for the opportunity to tap into that full potential that we're talking about, you know, and go into okay. our meditative state. You know, okay. Like you said, the, the waking and the, the sleeping yeah. and the mm-hmm. place we are when we meditate, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a collective um, freestyle meditation where we actually want us to, you know, envision these things, but envision it in pure darkness and envision it by envisioning nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. yes. And um, this is the perfect mantra to do it. Omni Padme Om is the mantra dealing with uh, the jewel in the lotus, which is 
the perfect balance between masculine and feminine, left and the right, okay? Uh, so those particular energies represent polarities, conscious and unconscious, male and female, what have you, um, and we're going to balance them out. And meditation is the place, the best place to do those things. So please, family, find yourself in a pitch black place. You could turn off all your lights, turn off your computer monitors. Without turning off your computer, turn the TV off. Okay, they they, they found Donner. He's dead. Turn the computer off. You ain't gonna miss nothing. And um, find yourself seated straight, feet flat to the floor, back straight, palms to the edge of the knees, facing upwards, tips, uh, index fingers touching, thumbs touching. Tip of the tongue, touch of the roof of the mouth, eyes closed, pulling the air from your abdominals through your nose, exhaling out of your mouth. Okay, and we're going to be meditating again to the sounds of Omni Padme Om. And we will see you on the other side. Thank you. 
for example, it, to go back for just a second, you know, people can cut out their triangles and put them up in their corner so that they're, you know, they're wedged up in the corner. And right. you glue them up there or tape them or nail them or whatever you do. But uh, the key to the whole system is that you need to round off every corner because uh, even if you do it in one room, you're still going to be generating the positives that you don't want in the other room. So once once right. you do that, you'll see that you'll see you'll see a couple of different. You should experience a couple of different things. Dust, more dust will fall to the floor, and that's just stuff that we would be normally breathing in. But the negative ions are just bringing them down, so we just sweep on a regular basis and get that out. Um, putting the quartz crystal in a bottle and leaving one in each room will also gener- that will generate negative ions. And the higher up the bottle is, the more efficient it is about distributing the negative ions. Um, the refrigerator has a host of positive ion negative effects. So I suggest that people put at least a small pyramid inside the refrigerator um, because it, because A, you're wrapping your food in plastic, which absorbs negative ions. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it absorbs negative ions and keeps it from the food. And uh, you're cooling down the heated aspect of the um, moisture that's in the refrigerator, and so you need more negative ions to make that, to make your food last longer is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, people need to look at the natural materials that they have for the various things that they have in the home and slowly over time replace the ones that are more toxic, the ones that are plastic that emanate stuff, um, you know, so that you're, that you're having healthier materials, um, and, you know, in, in conjunction with that, I would say that, you know, when you bring stuff home from the laundromat, that you need to air those things out because the chemicals that they use, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, not the laundromat, but from the cleaners. Cleaners, right. Yeah, you know, you need to let that, you need to let those chemicals go. You know, they need to just dissipate out somewhere. So, you know, if you could hang it up somewhere with the window open or in a bathroom, you know, that close the door and let this stuff just, you know, leach out and then put the plastic back on, that's that would be fine. Um to go back to what I originally said, you know, it you know, we we don't take the term lifestyle seriously. You know, because if we if, you know, it, now we're learning how to we're learning that we need to look at the materials that we're using and support the businesses that use natural materials or, or organic materials and to start replacing the non-organic materials. Now, yeah. since I'm a pyramidologist, I have to say that the definition of what is organic and not organic has been completely blended or, bl- or blurred simply because you know, when I was in the 70s and 80s and 90s, the definition of aluminum was that this stuff was completely toxic. It was bad for your brain and did all kinds of stuff to blood, you know, which is true. But, you know, once again, if I have an aluminum pot or aluminum foil and I leave it under the pyramid for two weeks, it's going to energize, it's going to purify and energize the, the aluminum. 
and if I just leave it in there until I use it, you know, it will actually send in positive energy into the food itself. So a lot of the stuff that we define as being toxic um, is really just been driven to one extreme, and we have healing devices such as, you know, our pyramids and our other things, you know, these wands that they have and all kinds of stuff that can reverse that, you know. Um, right. So, so no, but basically, basically, what I'm so trying nothing to is resigned to a state of quote unquote negativity, and I use that in the you know loosest right. way possible because we understand right. the science. Right. You know, quote unquote negative is not mm-hmm. definitive by our understanding mm-hmm. of being something quote unquote bad. Right. Well, see, once again, that that that's a perfect that's a perfect segue because. You know, the the, the 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 juncture between negative and positive is not the innate attribute of the thing. It's what we accept. You know, if 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 I say, well, that's negative, like you know, like say, um, um, genetically modified food, right? You know, if I just read you know stuff and they're like, oh, that's it, and that's it, you know, then that's how it is. That's it. But if I say, well, wait a minute, you know, these things have been growing for millions of years. Man has only been functioning with this for a little while. Let me put it in one of my devices and see if it can have an altering effect. Boom. You know, at least I've made an attempt. At least I've tried something. And I've overcome the idea that these things are all powerful. Like, you know, humans who are able to figure out something that is completely irreversible. I don't think so, you know. Um, And so we just had to, once again, that's data. I don't know that until I do it, and then it's information. But but we know, we know know for a fact there are many, many different things that will help us in our transition with the cell phones. And one of the most basic things that we know is that the Herkimer diamond, which grows in Herkimer, New York, and you know I've directed many people to go up there and dig on their own because you can, you know, you can bring your own Herkimer's home or you can buy them from the place that you're digging. You know, now these crystals were formed under conditions that were different from the way most crystals form. Mm-hmm. You know, and and specifically there was an ice sheet that was covering this area, and the ice sheet was a mile high. You know, there was lots of pressure. You know that was bearing down on the granite, on the rock. But you know, because it, ironically, because it was a mile high sheet, there's warmth at the bottom, and so right. it kept it kept those crystals growing at a very, very slow rate compared to the other ones. The end result being that their di- their density is different, and therefore their frequency is higher than most quartz crystals. As a matter of fact, you know. It was higher than the actual cell phone itself, and that's you put one of those on the cell phone, you tape it on, and it will block. It will it won't just block the negativity because that's the wrong term. It'll actually convert it to something that's compatible with the body. Yes. So if one will use, because they have a lot of devices that are going out now, Mm -hmm. where they wave the wand over the phone, and the wand picks up. You know the emission that the radiation right. is giving off on the phone. Would it pick up the same emission, or is it going to change the emitting factor? See, once once again, 
once again, the scientific data tells us that the greatest emission of that radiation is when when you first answer the phone. So it's not just a matter of how much it's emanating in a given time. You need you need to have whatever device it is when the phone when you actually answer the phone. And you need to right. have the phone away from your head when you first answer the phone. See there's simple things that can be done. And that's the that, that's the whole point of all this. That most of these things are simple. You know, we have to change, as I said, our lifestyle. You know, we've been pimping We've been acting like we're the pimps, you know, like, oh, they should just make something that, you know, I can just be this safe. Who? Since when? You know? So, y- yes, I'm trying to answer your question. But um, the, the one, well, yeah. Please continue. Cause, you know, oh, we're, we're, I'm, just, I'm just saying that, you know, that no matter, no matter what we have, whatever the devices we have, they all work, but we have to know when is the appropriate time to use them. Right. And in the in that case, the wand, there's always something coming off the phone. But it, the most of it, like ten times more, comes off when you first answer the phone. So that would be the time to actually use the wand or whatever whatever the device, whatever the things are that you're using. And keep it as far away from your head when you answer it, and then draw it closer to you. Indeed. That, that's what I would say about the phone. But once again, these are things that are on the instruction sheet when you get the phone. It's just that 99% of the people, well, I should say 99, but the majority of people do not read them. Right. They actually are on there, you know. Just be polite and just say 98. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. No, let's see once again. I I realized that I didn't actually know the percentage of the the phone, but I know know for for most things, it's a very high percentage that people do not read the instructions at all. Okay. Or they start, they start reading it, and then they're like, okay, I, I got it. I can do this. I've done it before. You know. Um, well, now, now let's, let's get to the cosmic for a second, okay? Um, because basically everything that I feel that we've been talking about is the is a balance, the balance between the physical and the non-physical, the cosmic and the mundane, the male and the female, the light and dark, you know, and just learning what the statistics are, you know, is helpful in terms of knowing what, how we have to balance things. But um, in terms of just, in terms of just um, a principle or, or an energizing function that we don't, we don't really think of this as important as it is, being outside is way more um, uh, in contact with the magnetic field of the earth than being inside of a 90-degree of a structure. And so, therefore, the first thing I want to say is that people's pyramids and their bodies and their cells, everything is more efficient when they're outside, especially if they take their shoes and socks off and they walk in the grass or the, or the soil, the earth, you know. Even if they don't take their shoes off, just being outside is more energizing. Um, so it might behoove people to spend some time outdoors, just around whatever nature they have, as well as indoors. 
you know, it might be that we might need to take a vacation every once in a while to go away from the city and just see how we feel. And, of course, you know, try to do it for enough time that we actually get out of the city addiction, you know, because there is a physical buzz that comes off the electricity in the city because we have so many electrical wires and stuff. There's an actual buzz, you know. We don't hear it. But, you know, if, if we stay enough time away from it, we will hear it. So there, there are exercises, there are things that we need to do in order to balance ourselves out um, to have both the positive and the negative, the light and the dark, the male and the female, you know, the cosmic and the mundane. Um, you know, it would also behoove us to have... Uh, several plants in our homes that generate negative ions. And, of course, the, the more the more needle-like the plant is, the higher degree of negative ions that it generates. So the asparagus fern is number one. You know, if you have a small pine tree, or, you know, sometimes you get those small pine trees that you put in your house. The pine tree is number one as far as the tree family is concerned, as far as negative ions. Um, you know, having running water in the house, whether it's a fountain or one of those small waterfalls or even just letting the water run in the shower in the morning. You know, that's why people sing in the shower because the negative ions are stimulating them to, to feel more refreshed. I mean, the dew in the morning is why the birds sing in the morning, you know. And people say, well, it's wasteful to, you know, waste all that water. And it's like, well, no, because the government tells us that the lead and the other chemicals, you know, come to the head of the shower or the head of the faucet after many hours of non-use, and therefore you need to run the water two, three, four minutes anyway to get to flush all that stuff out. So it's a perfect time, you know, turn on the shower first or turn on your, your faucet for a while and just sit, you know, just be in that room and absorb some of those negative ions that are being generated. Um, you know, there are many, many, many things uh, that we need to realize in order to balance. And um, and another one of them is silence. You know, we don't have to spend every waking moment actually saying something, you know, because the silence is when we recharge our energy field for receiving information. So, it, you know, that, that's also a key player. It's just, you know, balance, balancing everything, and this year, this particular year of the snake is going to be a year of balancing all arenas that we have. So, um, and it's a year of it's a year of drinking of drinking as much energized water as possible because the water is going to inform us of what it is that we need to do and how we need to move and how we and the, it's not so much that it's going to inform us of that as much as it's going to tell us to recognize when we feel good about the book. You know, if we're not feeling good about the movement, then we need to look at it and, and analyze what, what it is that we need to improve. But, you know, uh, one of those habits that I suggest that people get into at this point is unconditional happiness. Ah. 
Some people feel that's much easier said than done. Can you give them some tips? Look, easier done than said. Stop your bitching and moaning and try it out and ask for help. Ask and we shall receive, you know. Lord, you know, you you kind of overdo it here. I got to I got to I got to I got to inaugurate you. Give me one second. I, I, I yeah, hold on, yeah. You know. Look, 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 look. We all know. We all know that. You know. We vent and we we. Scream and yell and the you know road rage and all that stuff, but it never ends. It's endless. Like it doesn't in the, like it doesn't actually bring calm and relief. Okay, we all know that. Now we don't know how to get out of it, but we all know what you know because we think we feel great after we've screamed and yelled or threw something or whatever we do. But you know, then it comes back. It's still there. It's still there. Okay, right. and momentary. You know, right. And, and see, one of these things, one of these things about language is, you know, like when people say, oh, unconditional love. You know, and I'm like, well, what's conditional love? <laughs> so same thing with happiness. You know, un, you know un, people are like, oh, that's so foreign, unconditional happiness. I'm like, what's conditional happiness? Conditional happiness, and we know the answer to this, is saying, if I get the results that I think are best for me, then I will choose to evoke that emotion. Right. If right. If I know the results, only then am I going to play that game. Right, right. You know, and I'm like the family feud. No. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know any other animals or any other beings that play those games. Okay. And, you know, other than when the predator is after them, you know, they're, they're pretty much like aligned with what their purpose is, so right. you know we 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 can uh, we can have that same alignment. We can, you know, we can and, and see once again, once again, I, I'm, I'm being I'm being I'm being I'm being I'm not being scientific. What I need to say is, try it out. Like any scientist would say, try it out. See how your body feels. Does it tell you I like this or don't like this? If you don't like it, then give it up. Mm. You know, take it from data into information. You know, and see, that that's kind of hard for us because Americans are always, you know, we've been pimped into this John Wayne thing that I can do whatever the funk I want. You know, I have choice. And it's like, yeah, I can choose to drink six shots of vodka and get behind the wheel of my car. But I don't get to choose which prison I live in once I wreck it and hit the lady and her two kids. Please, can we we possibly use the brain stem, you know, for prevention of ideas rather than, you know, trying to cure something once we, you know, once we've driven off the cliff? You know, so, uh, so I'm just I'm just asking, you know, right. you know, because you know people always want to tell me what their rights are. You know, I have the right to you know do this. I have the right to you know whatever. You know, and I'm like, yes, but 
you know, like when I was in Texas, when I was hitchhiking through Texas, um, and the man took me to the place that served a 40-ounce steak in the shape of Texas. The, the steak was cut in the shape of Texas, okay, and you had an hour to, or whatever to finish the steak. If you, if you finished it, it was free, okay. Now, my reaction... And you finished it in an hour, it was free? Yes. <laughs> now, see, my reaction to this was multi multitudinous because my first thing was, my first thing was the human body only absorbs four ounces of meat in a 24-hour period. Wow. So, therefore, that would be quite a few days of you trying to break that down, and some of it's going to be, as you know, you know where it's going to be. It's going to be in the, in the you know, the, the small intestine and the colon area just, you know, sitting there. My second thing was, you're not going to be. It's not going to be free because you're going to be constipated and or, you know, having to work that stuff through for several days. And 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 the point is, is that nobody, you know, not nobody, but very few people actually finished it in the amount of time. So you had to pay for it anyway. You had to pay for it when you ate it and pay for it later on. Right. And of course. And. And, of course, I don't have to tell you that the place was completely crowded because they always had people who were trying to get the free steak. Exactly. Like the Matrix. Like, right. Exactly. Right. So, so you know, I, I learned very quickly that, you know, you know we, we do things not out of logic all the time, but out of, you know, thrill or... Uh, just because people feel they have the right. Right. That's right. That's what, yes. That, that was, yes. That was my point. So I'm be, like, but I also I also have the right to not do that. That's the right that I'm talking about. You know, I have the right not to choose something that, in fact, if I'm informed, I know will actually harm me. So, you know, because, I mean, you know, I mean, think about it this way. I mean, this is, I'm not going to say, I'm not, I mean, you think about it this way. I thought about it this way. And, like, would I get into a contest where I could eat 40 ounces of guacamole? Or rice and beans or anything, you know? Like, it, you know, like, we get a word steak and we think, well, it's worth this much per the, you know, like, that, that had nothing to do with it, you know? Will we eat 40 ounces of whatever, you know? It's like, no, we probably wouldn't, you know? So we have to look at, we have to look at what is, you know, like I said before, we have to analyze what is the criteria for life and health and right. then align ourselves to are these activities that we're doing healthy for me or not? You know, and and give ourselves time to make that transition because you know if we try to do it all at once, then you know it could be it could be pretty traumatic and you know toxic. At the same time, if we if we take it slowly, because we didn't get into this thing quickly, we got into it slowly, 
and then we just choose to look at what is energizing to our field and energizing to the environment that we put ourselves in. And also be truthful like babies, you know, truthful like babies. If the baby puts something in their mouth and they don't like it, they take it right back out. You know, I know people that are like, well, we made the reservation, we came here, this doesn't taste good, I'm going to eat it. No. Spit it out and leave. Be truthful. And that goes for everything. That goes for everything. I'm just talking about food, but I'm saying that goes for everything. Mm -hmm. Now, it just just so happens, it just so happens that... um, in conjunction with how we started this conversation about 2012, yeah, many many of the many of the um, the platonic solids, you know, many of these shapes represent the thought forms that, in in this particular case, the water absorbs. So as we as we've gained in our consciousness and our ability to measure these things. And also to reference ancient wisdom, what I'm trying to say is that we now understand that, that different shapes represent different uh, principles or attitudes or lessons. And so um, because we see them over and over, we see them from the smallest thing to the biggest thing. So we know this must be the same principle or versions of that same principle. And so that's what... That's what I'll be giving people access to at the show is the ability to actually enter, stand underneath these and interact with them and feel them and see if they if they have some kind of correspondence with them. And I love it because people come and they think, well, you know, this is just a show. I'm going to just look at stuff and whatever. And they walk around the room and, you know, just like any other art show, like interesting, not interesting, I don't like it, whatever. But then suddenly they start to resonate with the people. They have no choice. It's not a, it literally, like that piece and them are in sync. And it goes beyond the logical brain to some other place because it's like, wow, I need to know more about this because obviously that thing is what I'm going through at this time. And I say that, I say that only because with, you know, uh, neuroplasticity and all the stuff we're learning about the brain, we're learning that as the person ages, and I don't mean just from young age to old age, but any age to any other age, that when you have the stimulation that you need from youth, then as you get older, the brain will actually create receptors, will actually make a shape on the surface of the cell that will take in a higher principle. Mm. It's not it's not genes. Sorry, I'm sorry to kick the ass on DNA and all those raw raw people that want to say that things are predetermined and, you know, all that wonderful scary stuff. But the science is beyond that. So, um and and, and once again I, I, I got angry for a moment. I'm calming down now. And what I'm trying to say is you know, like say for instance, five years ago we went to some seminar and we we learned about joy. You know, but now, you know, you know we're about to be expecting parents, and so we want to we want to we want to meditate on on um, parental joy, right? Well, we're 
actually working it out that we can understand what shape, what variation of that shape that would be. And and, and so um, over the years, you know, I started out with one pyramid, the Great Pyramid, and now there are multiple angles of pyramids because we, we've learned how to interpret the spectrum of light and what angle it falls at, and therefore that tells us a whole bunch about it. And the same thing with these shapes, these platonic solids, you know, that we know that they have different, they have correspondences to what actually happens with the brain matter and the cells in our bodies. And, and that's a long-winded way of saying that if I put up this shape for parental joy, then it's going to emanate throughout the entire room or the house of, that I'm in. So, you know, we can actually start to create these shapes before we actually have perfected this, you know, or, or appreciate, you know, these principles. But it, it will speed up how much we appreciate them. And, of course, if they turn, which every shape should actually turn because, you know, in nature everything turns or spins. Um, everything spins, moves, and rotates, it spirals. Right, right. So, you know, we, you know, we need to have, if we're going to teach kids about planets or anything, we need to show them moving models, not just stationary stuff, not just two-dimensional stuff, not just even computer stuff, which is good, but that's a, that's only the beginning. We need to have them actually in the field of these things, you know, um, so that they understand ratios and how big Jupiter is in relation to Saturn or into the sun, you know. Like, you know, there's a thousand Jupiters that will fit into the sun, I think. Um, but there's a million Earths that will fit into the sun. That just tells us how big Jupiter is. Right. So, you know, when I guess what I'm saying is when we know our environment and we know the world we live in both macrocosmically and microcosmically as well as cosmically, or in other words, the physical world, when we, when we have all three of those aligned, then we're a whole being. You know, we know where we are. We know where we fit in. You know, we, we, you know, we, we, we have forward motion in terms of what we're doing versus always, you know, reacting to stuff or second-guessing or, you know, uh, what they call a flight or f- fight-or-flight brain. You know, that that's not the full, that's not the totality of, of the human experience. And um, we're just here to share, you know, share stuff so that, um, you know, we each boost each other. And I'm saying that I'm saying that simply because, you know, when you first met me, I would have been able to have only one show. You know, it would have one show would have demonstrated all the stuff that I've learned in the last say twenty years. But since that time, things have exponentially just kept growing and growing and growing. And so it's time yeah, I, I I have to have several shows because I can't show everything at once. I can't even show you know, I can't even, you know, there's some shows I'm going to have, like this show, the next show I'm having probably will have just two or three pyramids. I mean, just as principles. They won't even have pyramids. I mean, I'm going to have a whole show just on pyramids. There's going to be pyramids around the world, open one, close one, different materials, you know, and I'll, I'll invite other pyramidologists on, but that's just how much there is in every 
area, in every arena, you know, because people think, well, there's, you know, we know everything about health, we know everything about space. We don't know anything about anything. I mean, we know a bunch, but there's that much more. The universe is expanding, and it's expanding quicker than it was, you know, than, you know, it keeps speeding up in expansion. So that that to me tells us that there's that much more for us to grow. Do, and do you to have share a, our growth, to share our growth and joy with each other, the, the whole exploration of, of in discovery, you know. Do you have a date set for um, the upcoming show, by any chance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on, I'm sorry. It, yeah, I'm not the mundanest person in the world. It's on March the 10th, and it's in Manhattan in a place called the, the Space on White, um, which I just just immediately renamed the White Space. Um I believe it's 81 White, but people can call me um, and or look on my Facebook page and I'll get all the data. data. <laughs> uh, yes, and it's, oh, I'm sorry, and it's from 3 to 6 p.m. It's a Sunday. Okay. But we, but, but we will also be having classes on every subject, especially gardening, um, uh, on it, home environment, on meditation, Et cetera, so on. All the stuff that everybody knows, but it just, you know, it's like what the classes are about what people can actually make and take home and do themselves. So it's not just it's not just that they're getting data because I'm done with data. I'm literally done with data. You know, I can't I can't teach another thing while I'm just reciting stuff. And you know, excuse me for saying this, but you know, while I'm saying stuff, people are googling it on their phone. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> so you know, if you know, when it, people come, they will be making stuff. They'll be learning how to make their ionizers or you know stuff for the refrigerator or whatever you know. And, and there's multiple. I you know, I, I'm just talking about a few things tonight. But I mean, anything that people need to address, whether it's women's problems, you know, what to do about fungus and the, their sun sneakers, whatever you know, the universe has provided either an actual thing or principles that will lead us to an actual thing. And that's what I love about what I do because people come to me all the time with stuff I never think about. But then once we figure it out, then I can share that with the rest of the world. And that's sharing, cooperativeness, um, not survival, not the fittest is the whole is the whole thing that I'm sharing at this, at this juncture. Indeed, and with that, brother... Definitely want to give you a have a fair amount of hands up in the call queue. Okay. Wood, let's take some questions. Family, we did start kind of light, kind of late, should I say? So we're still in the building. Um, I don't think it's going to cut off at uh twelve. You know, because we started at nine thirty. Right. Just with us. Let us go to these callers, get these callers uh, lined up, and um, hopefully you can share some more information with the family, not just data, but, you know, some info that the family can take and actually. Sure. We sure. say many times, this is no the ledge, but knowledge is nothing without the application of it, which is wisdom. That's and right. And right. then can actually talk on something that you know. Mm-hmm. So let me go to the first caller. Which is caller from the seven five seven seven five seven three four two three four two caller. Peace. 
Call it from the 757-342. You there? Okay, he's on his phone Googling the data. <laughs> All right, let me go to caller from 215-215-609-215. Caller. Peace. Peace, peace to the family. How's everybody yeah. next? Hello, can you guys hear me? Hmm? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. My phone's acting back and a little funny lately. Um, I'm definitely appreciating it. Um, thank you, Mr. Love, and I really, I really appreciate um what you're what you're presenting tonight. Um, I found a book a while ago called The Power of Pyramids, and this was before I had you know the knowledge of what KTL the platform was even about. And I think maybe my second or third day into it, I ran to the show and, and was going into the archives, and I saw a past show with you in it. So. Just to hear you on here, and this wasn't even six months ago, but just to right. hear you, you know, now it's just like, wow, everything is just kind of really, really synchronistic as always with these shows. So I just want to thank you, gentlemen. Um, really appreciate it. And was was it, um, correct me if I'm wrong, did you say you could build a pyramid out of anything, like string? I think I heard you say that once. I've said it several times, and you only heard it once. But you know, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, yanking, I'm yanking your chain. No, no. What, what, I, what I'm trying, what, what I was trying to illustrate, is that there was there is a bunch of informational literature out there in the new age that suggests that only certain materials will work. And just in the same way that I was talking with the brother about differentiating data and information, you know. Um, I've made everything from cardboard, string, glass, wood, um, every material that you can possibly think of, including including aluminum, you know. um, And there are certain applications that I would recommend um, certain materials. But for the most part, um, okay, okay, I'm getting too – I can feel my aura expanding too much. What I'm trying to say in a nutshell is if you're dealing with gardening, then string is actually better than wood. Wow. Okay. And Thank and you. once again, um, once, once again, I, I, you know, I don't have time to go into that, but I'm just saying that pe- people's preconceived notions about how things are are just that. They're just preconceived notions until they actually tried it out. But yes, it's absolutely true that most, in most cases, you know, for whatever you're using it for, like using it for your sleep or your bed or your refrigerator, or whatever, it does not matter what the material is. Okay, as long as it's the and, pyramid. And, and accuracy and accuracy is not that important either. That's another big line that it has to be exact and just perfect and whatever. And that's not that that is scientifically not true. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so once again, I you know I, I'm saying this. I'm saying this not because I'm the angry black mad scientist, but I'm <laughs> saying this because you know I've literally met thousands of people who stopped investigating it because they did, they couldn't make a perfect one, or they didn't have the the ideal condition, ideal materials, or whatever they thought it was. When in fact, you know, my very first pyramid was made out of cardboard, and to this day. The strongest ones that I make are made out of cardboard because I spackle them and then I sand them, and you know you can throw them against the wall and it will take chunks out of the wall. So wow, yeah, 
So, but that's a whole that's a whole other conversation, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you located in Philadelphia currently? I no, I am not. My 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 phone system is from Philadelphia, but I'm I'm I am I'm presently located in West Virginia, but I come back to New York about once a month to do stuff. And and I'm trying to work my way back to Philly because I did something with Ross Ben several years ago, and I need to come back to Philly to address the Philly uh, Brotherhood. Yeah, I, I would definitely appreciate that if you if you did um, oh, no. whatever. Brother, look, I'm, t- I'm look. I, you know, I finally figured out that I need to take my thing on the road. You know, that uh, you know people needed to see and feel these things everywhere, and not just you know, um, uh, they need. You know, I mean, everybody wants me to go on YouTube, but there's nothing like feeling it or seeing it. That you know, that does not do it. You know, so uh, you know, I, I need. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm a snake. You know. And therefore, I need I need to put my tongue out and, and smell what's happening. You know? <laughs> and, um, I can dig it. And, and and I'm saying that I'm saying that for a couple of reasons. One is we just entered into the inner snake. I mean, you know. So I'm very very happy to be home, and also just the idea of you know using other senses other than just the visual one is pleasing to me as well. Definitely, definitely. Um, I, um, this is this is the blue. Thank you, Mister Lovin. I appreciate that. Sure. Blue did. Did I hear Red say he was in Philly this past weekend? No, I was. That was you. Yeah, I, I came into the call like you know, right as somebody was saying, that, and it's real hard to tell you guys' voices apart, obviously. <laughs> but um, Man. did you say you were coming back this weekend? Yeah, Black and Nobel. You know what I'm saying? We'll be in the building. This weekend, uh, Evan Heaven Seymour, So Go Water, we'll be in the building this weekend. So that's that's definitely right on time because I was trying to get up there to see you guys before February, but I had some you know issues. I'm not going to get into it with the phone that prevented me from getting to New York, but um, I definitely would still like to monetize with you. So I um I would try to make it down there. Um, I guess I'll send you a little message on Facebook just to make sure what time you're going to be down here, so I don't miss you because I do have work that day, but. I will definitely, especially if you leave some of your product there, I'll still be able yeah, to get yeah. some. But I'll I am um, as well. Well, my brother, my brother, you know, um, invite me down to Philly because I would love to come to just, you know, let's, let's you call me, you call me after the show, and we'll figure out something. Man, okay. I got a spot for you. We can put it together without a problem. All right. So, all right, excellent, excellent. Yeah, that, that's right on time. Blue was crazy because. Saturday night, I had a dream I met you and Red. And y'all was mad because I was like, yeah, I was like, which one is which one is blue, which one is red? You was like, come on, dog. <laughs> I was like, I'm just asking, man. I can't tell y'all apart. Like, that's, that's crazy. That's probably the day that you was here. He's turning it up at Nobel. And um, I'm coming to Philly, and one of my Philly brothers is going to be in New York. That's Ross Ben, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to Ross Ben. He'll be in Brooklyn yeah. at is Crystal Chakra Healing event, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so we we Chris Crossing or what have you. But right. yeah, we definitely gotta get Lester back into uh into Philly, touch the grid or what have you. Shout out to my entire Philly family. Alright? Definitely, yeah, definitely definitely love. You know what I'm saying? The sister you love as well. Just family love. The whole family's out there, beautiful family. Absolutely. So, yeah, let's make that happen. 
right. Uh, all right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I um I did call Rod's been too the day after he was on the show. He was playing phone tag, but we never actually got in contact. But I'm I'm gonna catch up with him. But um, all if right. it's okay, can I can I present an offering like I normally do? Yes, 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 brother. Please do. Okay, let's go. I ain't hiding, but I bet y'all notice. Shock the universe. The world is now on Death Star notice. Hear it from the horse's mouth. Conjecture is bogus. Rocking radiation suits that's Teflon coated. Arriving from the dark side like Anakin and bandages. Light and dark are equal. They just have different advantages. Use the force to harness power that can flatten planets. And sons use a fuel ship that's twice the size of Saturn. Wordplay is tactical like soldiers with the steel. I'm focused with the build. I'm like Yoda in the field. No emotions. I compulsively explosive with my skill. I'm potent with the real. They're impotent. Get for real. So ferocious, so corrosive, but the source I won't reveal. On a course to reach the core, but I'm enforcing what I will. Pyramids and tetrahedrons, Merkabuds are spinning, and a mind inside a mind, inside a universe that's infinite. We winning. Winning. Forty-four gun salute, man. Appreciate everything. Blue, I will see you in about five days, brother. Indeed, brother. Absolutely. Indeed. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey. Thank you, Mr. Levin. Hey, the doggone you're looking for is not here. <laughs> <laughs> One love, man. One love. Yeah. Hey. Peace. Okay, we're going to take it back. And why we got a nine one seven on the line, nine one seven six four five. Nine one seven six forty five caller. Peace. Caller nine one seven peace. Nine one seven, you in the building. Oh, I guess not. Okay. All right, let's go to the three four seven nine seven two. Three four seven nine seven two caller. Hey. Yes, greetings and namaste to Notalite Radio and to Lister Loving. I so love what you do, my brother. You take me both to above and below, as above so below, with those celestial pyramids, and you know, you just bring it all the way home, and, you know, I just respect you. Uh, I, I really do. I really respect what you do, and I can't wait for you to uh, come and be a part of the the series that I'm also doing, which we will, you know, let people know about that. And I thank uh, Know the Ledge Radio for being uh, Know the Ledge University, excuse me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, bringing, for bringing these type of forums because I am a student as well as a teacher. I am a healer, but I also have to go to healers to to be in alignment. So it, 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 it's the... It's the balancing, and and I loved how you, you know, talked about how we can balance these things off. Just because they come with something, we have something that we can also counter, Mm -hmm. you know, like when when you were speaking about the cell phones and everything. But um, Mm -hmm. 
I just requested your uh, friendship All on right. Facebook. Good. You know, and I, I I joined the class late because every um, Tuesday down at Nicholas we do a community clinic. You know, a lot of people talk about they don't have the access, but right now we're giving them the access to all these different modalities that you speak of as well as hands-on healing. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, I, I thank, you know, KTL because they're doing a lot of community service. And 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 I just thank them for allowing me to be part of the family. And I thank you too, Lister. And I want to get my pyramids and my corners too, you know? Get those ions going. Thank you no, so much. No, thank you, and, and really, really, it, it's it, it's about the fact that not only do we have information about what we can do to alter these things, but there are things that the average person can do themselves. That's exactly, exactly, and this is this is what 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 is. Uh, it's coming up to. I don't want to say it's coming down to. It's coming up to because this is one of the reasons why I am doing these uh, classes because I want to uh, bring to the people the master teachers uh, as well as myself and to let them know that they can be uh, their own healers as well by doing things simply. It's about listening. Right. Right. Right now. And that's one of, another reason why I was inspired. And to be inspired means to be in spirit, to bring forth the information and to clone, quote, unquote, myself and give the information to the people, you know, uh, who have requested this information and who is going to want the information as we begin or are ascending into our, our greatest self and right. shaking off the the uh, things that don't lo- no longer serve us. Hello. Right, right. right. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you, Mr., for being on the show, and thank you, KTL, once again. And I have to listen from the very top because, again, I, I just got in not too long ago, but... Thank you so much. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Okay. Right. Thanks for the Yes, yes, you're saying. Peace. Peace. Okay, we have one more call in the call queue. Let's go to caller from the 646. Six four six eight forty two six four six eight four two caller. Peace. Greetings, greetings, Peace. divine. Greetings, sons and divine. How are you this day? This is Sister Talaba. This is Talaba. I'm hoping all is well. Everyone's families are well. Um, and I just wanted to share. I've only seen Mr. Loving uh, once when he did a presentation in Brooklyn at the, uh, I believe it was Marcus inside Garvey Holistic Center. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I was, it not only, I can't even say extremely impressed, I was just humbled 
again, by the fact that there is so much more that we have forgotten than we remember. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, even to hear you speaking now on your truth and how with 20-plus years of knowledge, it's now, again, that the depth of it is presenting itself to you. So, you know, again, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. But I just am, again, um, feeling a great joy that there are individuals who have stayed studious, who are not just pumping their chest up, but wanting to learn and to know and to bring benefit and bounty and the reciprocity of their knowledge for all of us so we can improve ourselves. So I thank you, Divine Loving, and I thank you, Son, Philip and Paul, for bringing this to us also again. So, you know, I just hope that we will, we will learn. We will, we will take this to heart. We will heed and, again, let um, go of a lot of the prejudged prejudices and illnesses that we have and some that we've become inherent of. Um, and that's really that's what I wanted to say. I thank you very much, Divine Loving, for this pursuit. Well, well, well. My my immediate gut reaction. I, I want to thank you for saying that. But my immediate gut reaction is that I'm addressing each of the child God beings in in, a, in us, and that's the person who really has the endless energy for us to pursue and fulfill this mission. You know that we all were enthusiastic as kids. You know, all of us. I mean, I talk to kids on the subway all the time. I mean, I, I talk to them mentally, but, you know, they, you know, they all hear me, you know, no matter what culture they come from, no matter what language they speak. They're like, you're talking to me? I'm like, yes, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to your soul. And, and if we can just talk soul to soul, we'll get this thing done. And 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 sharing sharing is a great part of it, you know. The idea of holding on to knowledge is 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 kind of um, not impressive. <laughs> it, it is, it, you know, it's like me having a football. It's like having a football, and just, you know, I'm not letting anybody else play. That that's not fun, you know. Let's get out there, you know. Let's do this thing, you know. You know, and let's pick the weakest kids first. You know, let let's get everybody on the team. You know, let's 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 just rearrange how we see this whole thing, and and include everybody, include everybody. You know, I mean, even even when I heard about the whole protest with the in Wall Street thing, you know, I'm like a hundred percent. You know, I I you know. <laughs> I know that these people who are the top one hundred, the top one percent, they need help too, you know. Yeah. So let's 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 just you know like my thing, my reaction was all street, you know, let's occupy all street. 
not just Wall Street, but all street, every street, you know, like, let, let's wipe out all the ignorance. Hmm. Well, you know this is part of the work. Mm-hmm. And, again, I'm just um, humbled that this, again, you honor your work. This is, mm. this is the whole piece because many situations now the work is taken on or the person mm-hmm. takes it upon themselves to do the work, but it's just that. They're just doing it. It's an right. activity. Right. It's an activity. And they're not coming to their action self because you have to reserve mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. Per, uh, preserve yourself, right. heal yourself right. and do many things. And then the action will just mm-hmm. be tantamount. Right. So this is a, a very special place. And and the knowledge I wanted to say that you shared at the event was very new to me, but it was so galvanizing that I've, I've, I've purchased pyramids and such for all my daughters, still wanting to have more, but even mm-hmm. though they don't have as much hindsight, right. one day because of these actions, and, and perseverance and diligence that practitioners such as yourself have, then they'll have the the uh, percept- perceptiveness of of this greatness because mm-hmm. it's always been there, and we have just forgotten more than we remember. It's just that's, that's that, our truth. Absol- absolutely, that's our truth. absolutely, that's right, that's right. So thank you again. All praise is due. Travel stations with the angels, everyone home this evening, and enjoy your family. Thank you. Thank you. Good You're thing. very much welcome to my Peace. Peace. Yes, indeed, brother. All streets, huh? All street. Occupy all street. That's. I'm sorry that. Make it back to New York at time. You you could run for governor. I mean, you could run for mayor on that slogan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got one more caller in the call queue. Let's go to this call. Caller from the nine one seven nine one seven seven three four nine one seven seven three four caller. Peace, 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 peace. I want to say the KTL family and brother Lester Lovin. There is nothing greater than you. This is brother Goss. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I I just had to call in. It was an outstanding presentation. I mean, uh, I've had the uh, great opportunity to build with Brother Lovin. And I want to say that I truly felt what you said in regards to um, uh, uh, teaching, you know, and showing people the principles of pyramid building. And I always felt, it was a travesty because, you know, I sent uh, individuals to you, and I could never understand how they did. I, I guess because I spent a year working right. out with you. Right. You know what I mean? And the way you teach and the exchange of information between two individuals over mm-hmm. a yearly period. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling I, I, I see, the reason why I'm saying this is because I, I, I need the KTL audience to understand. Lester Lovin and myself, 
two years ago, wintertime in the basement, we were going in so happy. It was about eight hours of pure, unadulterated information, negative ions all over the building that I had a heater on my shin. And left the you can vouch for this. I had a yep, heater yep, on yep. my shin. I didn't even yep. feel the heat until I was driving back from Queens into New Jersey. And I was like, man, I still feel heat on my shin. Not mm-hmm, knowing mm-hmm. that I had a big keloid getting burnt for like eight hours. No, mm-hmm. we only had was water and right. pure, unadulterated information. So I can't overstand for anybody who pays or, or sits with Love 11 and don't get that work. I I I I don't know. I and but I feel you. Yeah. That you're taking the approach that you're doing now, and I I want to say, because uh, I tell people, some people ask me if I, oh, can you show me? How? I I tell them I I'd rather give them your number. Right. <laughs> Sit with Lester because you, he has a a, a present, uh, a teaching style that is uh, conducive to I I think. Uh, 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 really grasping because it's not about the pyramid; it's about life. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. understand, it, right. it, the pyramid is a shape. It's about life. If you forget trying to monetize the pyramid, it's not right. about trying right. to monetize the pyramid. It's about right. that, it's about that life. And if you go in with life, there's right. nothing you can't do. It's bigger than the pyramid. You mm-hmm. are the pyramid. Right. So I, I had to really articulate that this evening. And um, and share that with the family because I thought it was important. And because I'm speaking, as you said, I'm not talking from data. I'm talking from personal application. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> you right. Know, you know what I mean? Sitting down and working out, not for one or four weeks, right. for over oh, about 52 weeks. What is it, about 52 right. weeks in a year? About 52 right. weeks. Right. <laughs> right. So that we uh, had an opportunity to. Um, Share, share the exchange, which I like to call the art of reciprocation. There you go. You, you know what I mean? We got to yep. learn that, that art yep. of reciprocation. So I'm just, uh, I know many people who are listening uh, could really resonate with what you're saying, but to hear someone that actually worked out for 52 weeks, I'm throwing the stamp. I don't need to, but I'm throwing yeah, the stamp. No, no, no. Well, 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 very, very, very quickly, very quickly, Garth, I want to say two things. One is that um, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to have time to finish it for this show, but (laughs) very soon I'm going to have the the pyramid DNA structure. Mm -hmm. And and not only am I going to have the DNA, like like we're used to seeing the DNA in, in a certain way, but when you understand where the pyramid intersects with that and the fact that I'm going to be able to make the notes of the different strands of the DNA, so you'll, you'll be able to hear a musical tone that goes along with it. That's one thing. The other thing, <laughs> is, the other thing is, of course, that when we talk about the hemoglobin, yes, yes, yes. Which, which, which you know, everybody, everybody's familiar with hemoglobin, you know, because um, that's the iron and the anemia and the lack of, mm-hmm. you know, certain things. But um, when you find out that the hemoglobin has this property known as 
um, it exercises this thing known as isoelectric or isoelectricity. And mm-hmm. isoelectricity is the ability of the hemoglobin to pull metals and minerals into the red blood cell. Mm. And um, well, the, re- the, the hemoglobin itself is a 51-degree pyramid, just like the Great Pyramid, only it's black. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what neutralizes that is sugar and salt. An excess of sugar and salt in the diet will keep the hemoglobin from pulling in the minerals it needs. That's how important the pyramid is. Well, I'm glad you said that. And I'm also want to share, because, like, you know, after working out with you, and I I went to Cambodia, and last year I went to Peru. And and let me tell you something. I want to say to the KTL family, and I'm going to have to get with y'all soon, because I'm working on something extremely extravagant. Right, right. I went to Peru, I and I got the, I got the the the, the photos to prove it. There is because there was you know sometimes people say that there's not a a, a culture contemporary with Kemet. Right. In Peru, right. Corral right. Peru, you can look it up online. Mm-hmm. In Corral Peru, that's the that is the civilization there that is contemporary. Was there? I was there. I got mm-hmm. the footage, got the mm-hmm. pictures and all that. But what I want to say to you in that there. As as an addendum to what you're talking about, well, I'll add on. The kidneys, people yes. need to pay attention. In the yes. kidneys, there are anywhere, and it, this will vary from person to person, anywhere between 6 to 18 pyramids known as the renal pyramids. Yes, Those yes. renal pyramids. Now, yes, yes. Now, let, let, let me explain something. I want to explain because I'm going, I'm, I'm going to give y'all something that you can actually use when you're going in to your meditation, mm-hmm. or, or just in general when so you understand how your energy is moving. Males can do this a lot easier than females. Mm-hmm. When you urinate, your urination is spiral, just like your DNA. Yeah. It can mm-hmm. either, it'll either spin from left to right, right. or right to left. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Left to right, locking in, right to left, uh, in the opposite direction, going right. out. So you could look right. at it either, I, I categorize it as being uh, spiritual and soulful. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's the way mm-hmm. I look at it. So right. if you pay attention to your urine and how you urinate, mm-hmm. you can really get a gauge on where you, where, where your energy, how your energy is flowing within you which would also, in my opinion, um, kind of dictate the kind of uh, uh, things and imagery that you would receive when you're going in, even if you urinate before you dream, I mean before you go to sleep, or mm-hmm. you're going into a meditation. So I wanted to share that as well, too. Since you were talking and you're dealing with the hemoglobin, this is right. some of the things that I'm doing. And I'm also glad you, you, you said that, too, because it's, Extremely interesting that you had mentioned the DNA structure because, mm-hmm. uh, and you and I have to get together because I do have yes. some outstanding things that I'm working on on a whole different level. But I do have, as you, a ten-sided DNA oh. structure as well. Uh, 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 so we resonate uh, on the same level. Uh, yep. Yes. 
Yeah. Inside it, yeah. It's just, it, 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 it's lawful. It's lawful. It's lawful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm extremely excited about this uh, conversing, of course, with KTL because I've been in the, in the cut for the last six months and kind of uh, put myself in um, uh, in hibernation. So I'm coming out now. Yeah. Yeah. So the work done. So the both of you brothers, you got to mm-hmm. get this one. Up. Get that glass lab to put your brothers up in and just let you go in. Yeah. Yes, you know what I'm saying? And I appreciate it. And again, there's nothing greater than you to the to the KTL family, to Brother Loving, and everyone that's listening and everyone that's gonna check in on the rebroadcast when they when it gets posted, man. I appreciate everything you guys are doing, man. All right, Garth, I look forward to seeing you soon. You Same know? here, man. And, it, and it's changing, it's changing, because that, that's what we were talking about, exchanging of, of energy. The art of reciprocation. I that's right, that's right. The art of reciprocation. That's right. You ain't doing that, you ain't, you're ain't. you not operating lawfully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Wow. Hey, that definitely want to say... Peace, good brother. Yep. All right. Peace, God. Peace. Peace. Yes, Mr. Loving, it has been another phenomenal experience here on KTL Radio. One definitely full of archive, mm-hmm. one full of information, or, you know, the family shall be taking and translating to betterment, to advancement in their own personal affairs. I'm definitely sure because I was seeing people in the chat room inquiring more intensely about what exactly are pyramids in your corners. They want to know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'll be getting in contact with you. To all right. Further request for information. All right. Thank you. Thank you all for having me and for being there to share all your knowledge with with whoever and whatever person's ready for to receive it. And um, I just look forward to sharing my joy and my enthusiasm in weeks, days, and, and years to come. Hey. Again, one last time, you know, how can it go about getting in contact with you, brother? Okay, people can call me at 215 um, um, I don't, and, and so just if you don't reach me, just call me back. But I will give people um, the information about when I'll be in town in a month, and uh, I'm going to invite you brothers to come to my latest show because I really think that it's going to be educational on a, on a non-intellectual level, and um, just you know, uh, just call me. Everybody, just call me. I mean, I'll, I'll be dealing with the computer thing soon, but I, I don't yet. Okay. So we'll do that. Again, brother, I want to say thank you. We appreciate you, and we look forward to receiving you back in the New York City area. And well, well, talk. Once, once again, I have, to, I, have, I, I, I have to say that I insist that you bring um, the young one with you to the show because uh, you, you know who I'm referring to. 
Um, but he was just so impressed when I said that I had made the stuff. And so I just want to see his face when he sees the new stuff I've been making, which is, uh, you know, Jeez. there's just so much. There's so much to do. There's so much to do. It, you know, we can't we can't possibly exhaust it. It's, it, you know, no, no. So, anyway, I just want to leave you, I just want to leave you with my latest T-shirt, um, which is, Pyramid makers don't need Viagra because our erections last for millennia. Better <laughs> 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 had them ready when you come to town. You know what I'm saying? You know they're <laughs> up on you like, where that shirt at, bro? I need that. Yes, yes. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Again, brother, we want to say thank you, appreciate it, and you know may much more come from you know you uh, imparting this information with the family. Much more come from it rather than just people being receptive of it. May they take this and do something with it, and like I said, start transforming not only their lives but lives of those that they love as well. All right, so family, you ought to share this information, spread it freely and willingly, okay, with people that you care about. Let them know that solutions are here for everything that is presented, packaged, and sold right. to you. Problem. You did. Right. And the solutions, you know, often, many of them don't cost the same as the problems. They're a lot more inexpensive. Okay? Mm-hmm. So with that, I want to um, conclude tonight's episode. I'm going to play commercial for my sponsor. And then again, you know, I want to remind the family, same bad time, same bad channel. On Friday, we are back in the building. Please do join us for another episode of No The Ledge Radio. And with that, I say peace. Kirk out. Kirk out. From times of lore, ancients believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in two ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples, and soul gold liquid drops is essential to our transformation. Order now. Go to www.soulgoldbiz.com today. I, I, but I, I have no idea. Are you still there? Oh, bomb brother on the phone. Peace, family. <laughs>